Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Hello, folks. Uh, today is episode 200 of the Galen Trombley Show. It's always a, a nice mile marker uh, when we hit the, I guess, the century mark. Um, the hundred was really cool. And then I was like, well, let's try to get the 200. And I, I feel the climb from zero to 100 was slower and took longer than one to 200. I'm actually going down through my, my sheet here. Actually, the booklet, the book I'm actually have in front of me that I write everybody down. My earliest one was 115. And, and to be honest, when I look at the people that I interviewed for those episodes, it really doesn't seem like that long ago. Um, obviously it was, but um, again, we're at episode uh, 200, so which is cool. And I walked into my office, which is where I record, and there's balloons that are up, gold balloons that say 200. We'll get photos. We'll send it later. There was an ice bucket here, gold ice bucket, with a couple flute glasses and Kate Spade Prosecco Prosecco Prosecco, uh, which I don't. I'm not a big champagne guy, but I will. Uh, I will have a little bit for the uh, the episode, but. Of course, uh, as I did for the 100th episode, and I am doing again for the 200th episode, I'm just inviting good friends or a good friend on just to shoot the shit and have a good time and not uh, not really have a thinking podcast, but or, but like a like a good one, like a, just a fun, entertaining one. So anybody who's listened up to this point, episode 200, thank you so much. Um, we are going on, I think it's year four. Four hitting December is like a full four years of doing this, which doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. Uh, so anybody that's listened up to this point, I really appreciate it. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep the ball, keep the train rolling um, from one of my favorite bands of all time, Aerosmith. Just train kept rolling. So we're going to keep going. But my guest today, episode 200, none other than Anna Hewitt Channel. Um, again, People that I like talking to, she came in hot today saying that the outside smelled like a bunch of cat turds, so we can only imagine what this is going to be like today, but Anna, welcome. Yahoo! I know this is like your second episode ever, Ready? so hopefully you're not too intimidated. If you're going to do this, don't... she's going to hold it. Okay, I just don't I'm want it everywhere. She's going to pop. She's going to pop the bottle. Two minutes in. I got a beer on the side just in case. This table. Beautiful. Wow. Clean, That was better than a soundboard. Pop. Okay. So Prosecco is champagne, right? No, it's Prosecco. It's different than champagne. And this is extra dry, sparkling white wine. The freshness and smoothness so of this Prosecco make it a perfect light and ideal drink for fish dishes, vegetables, and white meats. Too bad I'm just going to drink it straight. <laughs> it's... it's uh, already, what is this? Maybe later, whatever. No, no, no. Here Get you go. Here. Okay, so these got flutes. I feel like we're like toasting like yeah, someone getting married or something. Um, Prosecco is an Italian DOC, which is something. What does DOC mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. It's something for DOC, but it's something with uh, 
for Italian. And actually, when I went to Italy years ago, this was all over DLC. So obviously, it means something. If you're a big drinker, you'll know. I don't. I don't really know Italian DLC. Large spanning nine vineyard provinces in the Veneto Prosecco, which is the province of it's, some, it's somewhere you from know Italy. Who would have this information? No, Alexis. You think is she a wino? Probably. Really? Yeah, I mean, newly married, by the way. She, yeah. How was that wedding? It was good. Except oh, it was cheers! A super by the way, spreader. cheers. So, cheers. Did you have a sip already? No. Oh. Now I am. What are your thoughts? It's my first prosecco on air. Um, it's yummy. I like prosecco. Um, that face it fe- it is feel- not, not no, no, feeling no. It's it. Like, it's like a white wine, but it's like it feels, it's sparkling white wine, right? Yeah. Kind of feels like a headache already. Can you I get mean, a big hangover with this? Probably. I mean, if you if drink you enough. you drink like two bottles, three bottles. But you can drink a lot of this. I mean, it's light. It's very like summery. It's on ice. It's chilled. Thank you uh, to Jen. That was a yep. nice, nice little gift. But um, no, it's not terrible. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I love champagne. and Well, I prefer Prosecco over champagne. Okay. Well, so it's it's not actually champagne, though. It's just different. Yes. Okay. It's And they all so, taste different. Like, this one's extra dry. So Jen, Some are more sweet. For Christmas, Jen gave me a whole mixture with Prosecco, a bottle of Prosecco, which is still in my fridge. And on it, she had, like, uh, cranberries and, like, rosemary. It was, like, a whole thing to oh, garnish yeah, yeah, and make yeah. it look really nice. Oh, my God. That it, it was rosemary? super nice. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be like awesome so she gave it to me for for uh, christmas i proceeded to put it in my fridge and never drank it never drank it I'll i threw it. i threw out the other stuff like a month ago maybe like all the it kind of still looked good it didn't like rot or anything like the the rosemary, rosemary and, yeah, and the I mean, cranberries it's an herb, yeah but they stood in the fridge and they were fine and i still have the bottle there of prosecco which i'm like i don't think of, gina doesn't drink much and i don't really um she'll drink with me though maybe it's there if you want it I or maybe I can give Gina it to Jen. owes me a hot dog too. A hot dog? Yeah, when I had COVID, she offered to make me hot dogs for dinner because I love them. Oh, well, you need to come over and have hot dogs and Prosecco. That's, that's yeah, a little boo- That sounds a boo- like my dream. A bougie meal, North Country you know? staple right there. But, um, okay, well, Prosecco, I got a bottle. It's it's not terrible. Um, that's good. So, how, what was the wedding? Super spreader. It was a super spreader wedding on Saturday, uh, the 13th. My sister is a married woman after a lot of waiting. Was, was, it, was it fun? <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How was your speech? I mean, because you were the matron of honor. Yeah, I think I did a good job. Maid of honor, or ma- ma- maid matron, of honor. Matron, because I'm married. Matron. Oh, it's the opposite. Yep. So you're a maid of honor if you're not married. You're a matron if you are married. Gotcha. Okay. So she caught me off guard though, because all my stuff said matron of honor, and at first I was like, "What the heck? Like, what is the same matron?" And then I realized it's because I got married. So it's not that you're old. Like matron sounds older. But I know sense it's. I know it doesn't sound as so, bougie. So. so you your speech was fine. Went out without went off without yes, a hitch. Yes, my grandfather, the former mayor Jack Stewart, actually told me he was giving me lessons before I gave my speech. Told me that I needed to pause and not blow my speech by running like basically 100 miles an hour. Like and I did today. He told me to go through my speech and put X's on the places I needed to pause. And then he told me after, he's going to tell me how I did. So I sat back down and I looked at him and I said, well, how did I do? And he said, very good. I was engaged. So I feel like that's a lot coming from him. Oh, it is. Because okay. he, used, he used to public speak a lot. So, But I mean, like, just even the acknowledgement of, like, kept me engaged. Yep. yep. Like, when I, was... I had to cut a lot out because I started, when I finished writing my speech last week, I was like, okay, I don't know if I did this right. Um, because I did, you know how I am. I'm very sarcastic and very fair. I don't know. I'm sarcastic and I have a very dry sense of humor. 
So I was reading my speech out loud to myself on the couch one night and I realized, holy crap, there's a lot of sarcasm in this. And this is a wedding. Yeah, it's one um, So I Googled how to write a maid of honor speech, matron of honor speech. And it, the first bullet point on the article I read was no sarcasm and no inappropriate jokes. So that was my whole speech. So I had to redo it. So you went based off of this person's knowledge on a blog. Yeah. Why would you have, you got to have something funny. Oh, I did funny. So I told the story about how when she was a kid and she, my mom said, what do you want to be when you get older? And she was like, Whitney Houston. She kind of looks like Whitney Houston. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, she's such a strange bird Um, that I was like, I have to have some of these stories in. So, so the wedding, the wedding went good. Was it a big wedding? You said it was a big ish wedding. Kind of. She had like 125. Okay. That's, that's fair. I guess um, a decent number of people. Well, I mean, it's bigger than what she wanted. She originally, when she got engaged, was like, I'm going to get married on a Tuesday and there's only going to be parents and grandparents. So, so when we got married, we got married in front of like 30 people. Yep. And it was awesome. In Naples, right? In Naples. Yep. Because this is the thing with 30 people. You've already seen all 30 people. There's no small talk. There's no like, just checking in. Hey, thank you for coming. It's yeah. like, you spend multiple days with them. So it's like a party. Yep. Then when we came up north, which is which is what we wanted to do is we had like the big blowout party. Basically all the people that we didn't invite to the wedding. Cause we invited a very small group of people. Yep. And that wedding, I would say was between, I, I think it was, I think we invited about 200. I think we got like 175. Holy cow. So just people. That's a big one. Yeah. And I have a big family. So we ended up inviting them and Gina has almost no family. So, I mean, it's a very small group, but we, she had a lot of friends. She met with it with people and friends, but we ended up, I didn't go on the, after my first dance and like the mom yeah, dance yeah, and stuff. Never I yet. never went back on the dance floor. I ate. I only went like I not that I like go in the photo booth, but I went in the photo booth only because they dragged me in to get some with Gina. Oh my god! And I spent majority of the time outside just talking to people because you would you would walk like two feet and somebody wanted to talk to you, which is great. I love I love it. Like I love seeing so many people. But when you think about a, a wedding that's three hours from start to finish or four hours, whatever, yeah. start to finish, and you really have like two and a half hours probably to enjoy everybody, when you start small talking to people, all of a sudden five goes into 10, goes into three minutes. Yeah. Goes into, so like, and then you're like, I got to go to the bathroom and then you'll get a drink and talk to a few people. Next thing you know, 20 minutes later, you haven't even left the bar. Yep. And then, then you go, I never won the dance floor. So I would say small, smaller weddings are much, in my opinion, better. They're yeah. more intimate. Um, one of my favorite lines, my favorite book of all time is The Great Gatsby. I can't remember. I haven't read it in a while. I, w- I want to read it later this year. I can't remember if they, they definitely said it in the movie. I, th- I believe they it's in the book too. I think it's something they took directly from the book. When he describes parties, and I believe this was Jordan in the book, she describes that big parties are more intimate than small parties. Yes, I would agree with that. Because big parties, you don't know 98% of the people, so you really stay with your niche, and it's very intimate. Where a smaller party, you feel like you got to talk to everybody. Even if there's only 20, 30 people, then you feel like you're like, i got to go talk to so-and-so because they they know I'm here. Party of like two, 300 people, it's like, I'm just getting with like four people, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yep. I uh, definitely stuck to my, my core family. And the second the dance party started, I never got off the dance floor. I never took a seat. I woke up with the worst, most painful shin splints of my life. I pulled a hip muscle. I actually broke a toe. I can only wear flats right now. Were you barefoot dancing? Um, I don't know. 
That's a good question. Okay. But my cousin, Christy, who you've met, she's on the Hewitt side of the family. She and I decided to become football players at the end of the night and had a massive wrestling match outside. I saw clips. Yep. We were pretty much animals and wild, but I danced so hard that I was in physical pain. I had to take Tylenol for two days after the wedding. Did, uh... I thought my knees were broken. <laughs> did did Brady lose a shirt? No, he didn't. Wow. He, he did lose a jacket. Um, he danced a so lot So he didn't too, replicate actually. your wedding? No. Okay. Where, don't ask me why he was running around shirtless at our wedding. That's so gross. <laughs> I, um, it, it was a highlight towards the end of the night. Just yep, when things started to get... Dad bod pictures and everything. Oh, he, it was great. He had a great time. Um, it was fun. Brad didn't lose his shirt. Um, Good. Yeah, it was it was did, definitely a party though. Did Brad make it through like all the way through or was he pretty hammered by the end? He was definitely pretty hammered at the end and okay. I knew because he was super chatty and you know how Brad is. He's not super chatty. And he was like giggly. He had like the giggles. Really? Yeah, so I was like I can't this see Brad is weird. giggling, but that's great. Um so he seemed I actually learned Brad can dance. Didn't know that guy had rhythm, but he kept up with Alexis who's okay. an actual dancer. True. Yeah. Um so he impressed me. I was definitely I was impressed by him. Um, unimpressed with my behavior, but it's okay. We'll recover. A little sloppy. That's okay. Yeah, you know, we um, all have to have that one event. You know, the one, the one picture I saw that I I love. Well, there's two. I saw the I saw the filthy Phil dance. Oh yeah, yeah, when yeah. Everybody when everyone's chanting, "Go Phil!" Yeah, Go and Phil. he was just he was just bobbing. And then he had the hand at the end. Did you see that? He he owned, he was owning the <laughs> dance floor, and then I saw him with Little G. Yeah, Little G just just I I bet you Little G turned one on that night. She's a fox. Yeah. She just like she, showed up. She kicked some butt. I still, and when Mama Mia came on, she was like up and at him, like really? ready to fist bump. Like, she was she a big ABBA fan? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. When we used to go on road trips, when she did, like when I was younger and she'd drive us to like Fairport to visit our cousins, we would listen to ABBA the whole way and Barry Manilow. <laughs> Barry Manilow? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't. Yeah. Barry Manilow. Like ABBA's deep. Like they were good. Dancing Queen, right? I mean, they had some other ones, but I mean, they were kind of poppy, very Swedish, very, uh, very Mama Mia is one of my favorite musicals, so. You know what I watched? Uh, That's where I stand on ABBA. So my, my neighbor, my neighbor's kid and my son are good friends, so they hang out in the back. So my son goes over, my son is four, and I think the neighbor's kid, he might be like five or six, hang out almost every night just run literally our back so door is like a revolving door they just run in and out and it's awesome they That's just go so through the cute. back they go like they run through the backyards into each other's uh houses it's great so they start his favorite movie what do you think his favorite movie is yeah five or six years old mm, mama mia titanic oh my titanic. god <laughs> so then i'm sitting there and i'm like so they always ask to watch titanic That's kind of traumatic so they usually watch it at his house. So last night they came over and like, can we watch Titanic? I'm like, sure. I mean, the thing Five is with Titanic, it's 50. It, I mean, it's obviously dense because it's like, yeah, it's intense. You know, they, anybody, everybody's seen Titanic, so you know how it ends. But like, yeah. then I'm also thinking while it's going on, I'm and like, Rose let Jack tie. Yeah. But, but before that, my, my main thing, I'm like, there's some language, which whatever, but the, um, there's also a graphic scene in the carriage. Well, that's what I was wondering. And I'm like, <laughs> if my memory serves me correct, there's, there's a hot, hot and steamy, um, the hand c- scene. Yep. In, in the, uh, the car down, like in the boiler room. But I, do you see, do, this is what debate I was having to somebody. Cause I can't remember it that well. Do you ever see Rose completely naked? Um, he draws her. She's on the couch. 
I thought you do see her boobs. See, I don't think you do. And people are like, you do. And I'm like... I think you do see her breasts. You don't I, see down below. No, but do you... you because do, they show, I think... They do show a full body shot. They, but on TV, it's edited where you only see his eyes and her from her I, The only thing I, th- I think I remember is they show a, vi- a picture of her. I'm pretty sure. Like, I remember they show one from behind, but I think all you see is like her low back up. From the back. So you um, see that she's topless, but you don't see that she's actually naked. Because um, that's the only thing I'm like, not that I, I mean, it's not the end of the world. But I'm like, is that I that? think they do. <gasps> Wait. Because I, I. Yes. Okay. They are visible in the original when it was really, when oh, the film was right. first released in 1997. But when they did the 3D Titanic. Oh, that's China. Never mind. They blocked him out. Um, so yeah, she does have her top off and they show them. They show her boobs. Yeah, because this is the scene right here. I'm looking at it. It's a very good scene. Sometimes when my dog right. is laying like um, Kate Winslet in so the Titanic. That scene. Yes. Yeah. So that's, you do. That's s- a boob. That is a boob. Yep. Yep. That is a boob. So except they're five and six. I bet they don't know what they're looking at. Well. Mm, well, they actually, do. Actually, they do. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. No, you're right. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely. This is okay. This is the scene. Oh, you do. Isn't see it. the original no, one? Right. It's PG-13, right? Yeah, you do see her like. Yeah. Her backside. Yep. PG, you see her derriere. Derriere. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't say but, that I think that's but his... it makes you sound like it's like PG. Um, yeah, because she goes and drops her top. Yes. But I don't think she drops her top. She literally see... drops it like elegantly. Yeah, I know, but I think she drops it and then they go to the behind the scene view. No, then she lays down and she literally has her. No, I'm looking at the one scene and you can see her from behind. She's naked, but then the the scene where you see her actual breasts. She is laying on her side and it's going back and forth between his eye and pad to her. Yes, but this scene right here, you don't actually see her fully drop it. She starts to like slip it off her shoulders and then oh, they cut back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut so you back see, to the like, scene where below. you see her, yeah. her. Yes, I would agree with that. Her backside. And then, yes, when she's on. Okay, so maybe they do see it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. either way, the kids love it. Um, they love that scene? No, they love the oh, movie. I don't think okay. they really know. But, okay, well, when they're older, I'll have the debate with them about if Rose should have let Jack onto the door. You know the thing, like Kate Winslet, like very pretty lady, but like when you start watching old movies like that, this was 97. I think she was like 20, but she's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, she's like, beautiful in that. Yeah. She's just, beautiful now too. No, she's very pretty, yeah. but like I didn't, well, I haven't seen Leonardo. it. Since, we had a debate about Leonardo He's my favorite DiCaprio. actor of all yeah, time. Yeah, we had a whole great gaspy in-depth thing last time I was on and I love him. I literally think he's adorable. I think he's beautiful, actually, not adorable. Well, when you start going through... Um, Except he only dates 20-year-olds, so I guess I'm out. I've been disqualified from the the race. I guess I am married, too, so you know. Well, they. I was going to say, I, I think his girlfriend is like younger than you. His girlfriends have all been younger than me. Um, I mean, you know, do what you got to do. I just, I yeah. feel like at his age... he. I think he knows he's not going to settle down, and he's just living... So we, we only watched an hour. That movie is so good, though. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, really even good. though it's that old, like, it's, at this point, it's, what, 25 years old? Do you know what's old? funny, though? The end Still when all movie. the chaos starts breaking out, it's almost uncomfortable for me to watch. I don't like it. That part. I don't like, like, sitting there and, like, focusing on it. But I'm also very wigged out by cruise ships, ferries, like, all that stuff. So that stuff makes me uncomfortable anyways, because I think it is, like, a legit fear for me. But when I watch that, and, the, and it's a movie. It's not even the real thing. I get very wigged out by how intense the scenes are. You know what I mean? So we had this 
I have this book, and I'll actually I'll show you. This. Oh, this is pretty cool. I'll show you the picture. So we have this book that we've had since I was a kid, and they show like behind the scenes of them filming. Yep. So obviously, like with James Cameron, and they're like smiling and laughing between scenes that are actually pretty heavy scenes, but mm-hmm. because of, like the camera's not rolling, they're just yeah. chilling. But this is the last. Like this is the last scene. They're actually in a big pool in like a Hollywood theater. Yes, and I've he, seen that. And he's standing. So Jack's actually touching ground, I think, in that last yep. scene or his knees are on the ground. So the whole scene is that, which is cool to look at, but I mean, the actual, they do so much in post-editing, which is true in so many movies. But it's funny when they you see the movie job. and then like how they actually recorded it. And it's like, yep. they're literally in a pool that's probably chest deep of water. There's a documentary that you can watch um, and it's based on... It's actually, I think, starring James Cameron. I think he's actually the narrator of it, and it's showing you how they filmed it. And it's the scene where they actually sh- they show the the boat flipping up and going in. Yeah. And it's a tiny little thing, and it's the way they edit it. It's like a. It looks huge. It looks like. Oh the- my god! Yeah, and it's a little tiny, like the size of this table, and they're just in depth filming. Yeah. And then it flips up, and it was a whole science experiment. And it's really interesting to see how they, they did all of that. But I mean, they, they just had big pools of water with these boats that, yeah. like they look from the outside, but obviously this is all so Hollywood, crazy. but um, it's just crazy when you look at the, and I'm not a big film, like I love film, but I don't know the uh, the science behind the films. Yeah. It's um, a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. But, but that's what makes it so cool. Well, so take like, uh, did you see the golf video I edited, shameless plug for the kids coming out? Yes, I weeks? did. So that video alone was an hour, or not an hour, one minute and 44 seconds. Yeah. I had about six to seven hours in that video. Yeah. And uh, But the thing is, when you start to go and post and edit all this stuff, it's easy to film stuff. Like, I could film, you know, yep. half it's hour editing. with stuff in a half hour. To edit that down to something useful is... is Intense. 10x. And so that's what I'm saying. When you do a lot of this stuff and they get like a clip, like, yeah, we're good. Because they're just going to doctor it up and make it. It's like editing a photo. Yeah. You know, you can make something look completely well, different. The, the other thing I always think about when I watch these films is like the very intense sexual scene Leonardo DiCaprio and Rose have. How many times did they have to do that over? Like when you think about it. If I was, if I was Leo, I would just keep screwing up. <laughs> I, th- I, know, I think most right? guys like, would say the same thing. Forty times in, and at this point, you're you're in love. Yeah, like, I feel like the light's not shining well in my face. Yeah, like, let me, let me again. try again. Let, let me try move again. It over you slightly. Know, take forty-five. I mean, that's got to be one of the most like. <laughs> no, wait, I could do better. Let me try again. <laughs> like the movies I know, that's probably the most one of the most iconic. Yep. Yeah, prob- we we said that in the last podcast too. How Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio is in some of the like top ten best all-time films in our time. Just films. Well, I mean, if you go from like my, if you say like top 10 movies all time, he's probably made already at the top of my head. I can feel one, two. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street's up there. Catch Me If You Can's up there. I love and, The Great Gatsby. And Great Gatsby's up there. And I mean, that's, God, there's so many good movies, but he's by well, far the most. when he's losing his marbles in The Great Gatsby, my whole thing was you believe him. Like you really oh, at the think plaza that, when he's screaming at him at, at Tom? that, and also when he's in the room, um, begging what's her name? What's the girl's name? Daisy. Daisy begging her to like basically like be with him, listen to him, whatever. His veins are popping out of his neck, and I remember watching that for the first time and being like, "Holy cow!" If I didn't know this was a movie, I would legitimately think I was watching like a home film of a man going crazy. Yeah. No. He, I- he sells it to the point where I'm like, he is iconic. He, he's, like I said, my favorite actor, but I think it's the movies that he ends up playing. And I mean, he's fantastic, just like in general. But 
I think if you really go into the the uh, what's it called, like the the breadth of like his his yep. what he's done, um, I don't know. He's very dynamic, but he does pick a lot of cultural pieces. He picks yep. a lot of past. He plays a lot of people that were from you know like uh, Jay Edgar's one. Yep. How he played it's Howard because he looks great in the, in the clothes. It the might fashion, be. I mean, the fashion just suits him. But when you look at like Great Gatsby, like Great Gatsby is fantastic. Um, yep. But they also did a lot of behind this, like you know, they they obviously doctored up stuff um, beyond. But the Great Gatsby came out almost ten years ago. I know. And I remember waiting for that movie to come on and like getting excited because my favorite book at the time, and I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. It's coming out, coming out, and like I was, um, you know, almost anticipating it, like probably eighteen yeah. months in advance. Like this movie's coming out. Like Baz Luhrmann, Jay Z's doing the music. Like pumped. Yep. Then it came out. Now I'm like, that's ten years ago. Yeah. Which is insane. Oh, we did talk about this because you said is Carrie Mulligan is the girl. And I always thought yes, it was... Yes, you thought it was... What's her name? You thought it Michelle was... Michelle Williams. Yes, and it's not Michelle Williams. Carrie, so we, we debated that and you had to Google it because you didn't what's, believe me. What's her name? Carrie... Um, I don't know her name, but I know Michelle Williams. She's the one from... Um, she was married to Heath Ledger. Versus... Right? I literally put Carrie Williams versus Michelle Williams popped up. She's yeah. the first one. Do they have their side by oh side? Oh my God. Yeah, they look very similar. So I wasn't That's, like... No, the day you said it was Michelle Williams, they're I said almost it the looks same person. similar. Yeah. They're literally almost the same person. They look very much alike and I can see that. Wow. This Brady would have like, thought it was Michelle Williams too. This was actually probably the closest I've ever seen two people yep. that aren't the same person. They're very close. They're like doppelgangers of yeah. each other. Yep. Wow. I, I agree. Even when their haircuts Michelle are Michelle Williams though, she's another one. She's really good. She would have been good as a Daisy. Carrie Mulligan. What is Carrie Mulligan in? We Googled that last time and I still can't remember. Like any, I mean, I don't want to, she's obviously an actress, like she's good for her. I just don't know. Yeah, She isn't something that you and I both were like, wait, what? She's only 37? She, yeah, she was young when she filmed it. I feel it. like she's, you know what's weird? Like when I look at people that are younger than Gina and I'm like, how are they that young? Cause I don't think, I think Gina, like Gina's older Gina than me. Gina looks I'm, young though. Yeah, but I, maybe I just, I don't know. Gina has good, Gina oh, she's has in Drive. genetics. You remember Drive? No, not Drive. Is it Crash I'm thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. Those. No, Drive was actually. Oh, actually, the funny thing about Drive that was with Ryan Gosling, but I think they did. I think they filmed it in Schenectady. No, the one that I'm thinking about. Do you know what else is being filmed in Schenectady? No. Oh God. Um, oh. you know how I'm obsessed with like uh, Downton Abbey. Yep. Old Palace of Versailles type things. Yep. There's a TV show called The Gilded Age. Okay, never seen it. Iconic. It's fairly new with Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City. Um, they're filming in Troy, New York. They actually film on the grounds where my mom and sister went to college, Russell Sage. Okay. So in the scenes where they're coming in and out of the Brownstones, the Brownstones are Russell Sage College in Troy, New York. I think there's some scenes in Schenectady. And then the other thing that like fascinated me is one of my favorite cities in like the entire world is Newport, Rhode Island. Have you ever been there? Never been. Okay. So they have the mansions from the Gilded Ages. Okay. And... They filmed at the Breakers, the Marble House, and if you ever did any of those tours, they're filming these scenes, and like um, one of the scenes is in a kitchen, and they're fixing the meal for the family and everything, and it's all the copper pots from the original Breakers house, and it's just a backdrop of the setting, and I'm like, they were just in with like history filming this stuff, and it's amazing, but it's a very good show if you're into like... It's like great, I mean, it's not great Gatsby times, but like similar genres of books and movies and TV shows. It's fantastic. Well, I didn't realize that 
she's you been can, married for 10 years. Who? Michelle can, Williams. Oh, yeah. She got married after Heath Ledger. She was with him? No, no. Carrie Mulligan. Sorry. Carrie Mulligan. Oh. So Carrie Mulligan is married to uh, Marcus Munford. Really? Which I did not oh, know. I didn't know that. Wow. That's cool. But yeah, Michelle, Michelle Williams was married to Heath Ledger. They split. He died. But they have a kid together. Her kid is Heath Ledger's kid. This is... Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Okay. Yeah. So he's well known for like the Patriot. What else is he in? Um, the Joker. Oh, the Joker. I mean, ten, uh, ten things I hate about you. Yep. Dun, dun, oh yeah. Dun, 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 I forget dun, that's. Was he with? I always forget that's him. Who's who's in that movie with him? Was that? Oh Michelle? God, what's her name? Drew no. Barrymore. No. Um, I know her name because she's also in Kate Dexter. Hudson. Kate Hudson. No. No. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, that's not Kate Hudson. Am I wrong? It's not Kate Hudson. It's what's her face. Um. I, Hold on. I'm drawing a blank here. Julia Stiles. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. And she's also in Dexter. That's why I. That's how I first fell in love with Julia Stiles. Um, never really? saw Dexter, but... Um, oh, Dexter. Julia Stiles, I remember her from... Was it Save the Last Dance? Is that what she's in? She's in a couple things. Julia Stiles. Yeah. I get... So you know who I get mixed up is Julia Stiles and... Uh, there's another actress... 10 Things I Hate About You, Save the Last Dance. That's what I'm thinking, Save the Last Dance. The Born Identity, The Prince and Me, Born Ultimatum. Ju- Julia Stiles, I get mixed up with, uh, who's the chick in um, the original Spider-Man? Silver Linings Playbook she's in too. Really? Yeah. I thought, it, well, Jennifer Lawrence is in that, but who who plays the original um, with Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man? Oh, um, Kirsten Dunst. That's why I always get her mixed up with. Yep. So Julia okay, St- I could see that too. So Julia actually. Stiles, let me see. Versus, give me a Kirsten Dunst. First one that pops up, Kirsten Dunst. Okay, yeah, I could see that. So they looked, they look similar. Um, also, Mandy Moore looks similar. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I've never heard that actually. And the only reason but I remember ten things I hate about you, I always confuse. Oh my that god, they're in a Mandy movie Moore. together. That's so funny. Wow. It, do you know, fun fact, my mom's least favorite actress that drives her absolutely crazy is Kirsten Dunst. Least favorite actress? Oh, yeah. She can't stand her. So why why not? I don't know. I just remember growing up and my mom hated anything Kirsten Dunst was in. Just Kirsten, by default. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, she was in the original Spider-Man. Yes. With and they have McGuire. the famous upside down kiss. Correct. That's her. Yep. yep. Um, no, she, she was good. I like both of them. Julia Who's Stiles. your least favorite actress if you had to pick one that drives you crazy my for no favorite, reason? No my, reason at all, just the looks. I'm gonna, can I start with my, my least favorite actors first? Yes. Least favorite actor of all time is Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. My second least favorite actor of all time is Tom Cruise. And those I are, don't like Tom Cruise either. Those I'm, are I'm far, yep. far off my list as my okay. worst actress. I get it. Um, worst actresses? Yeah. I feel like if I really th- sat down and thought of it, I would find ones I disliked. I'm going to Google like least. You know who really irks my sister too, which makes me giggle? Uh, Anne Hathaway. My Like the looks of Anne Hathaway make my sister crazy. And it makes me giggle because sometimes I think if Anne Hathaway was like darker and not pale, she'd look like my sister. <laughs> Anne Hathaway? Princess Diaries. No, I know. I don't think she's that bad. She's kind of cute. I think she, I she's really not like my Anne style, Hathaway. but she's not a like a bad looking. Um, The actor. actress that drives me crazy is. Oh, actually, there's a couple in here that I might actually. The one that really irks me is Kira Knightley. The way she talks on her teeth like this. Kira Knightley, I remember from Pirates no, of the Caribbean. In the original she, Pirates she of the Caribbean, she talks to turn around. I'll find. She's very pretty. I find she's beautiful, but her talking drives me crazy in movies. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. Parlay, but like she doesn't shut her teeth or anything. Like she talks with 
her jaw wide open. I'm trying. I'm going through some people right now that really d- jump out as like bad. Um, like ones that I really dislike. I'm trying to think, man. There's not. It's kind of hard to like just remember them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there's not one that I really dislike. Nicolas Cage and, and Tom Cruise. I, I can't um, stand their movies. Another like one that drives me crazy, and. For no reason at all. They're showing a lot of Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is one of my favorite actresses. Um, I really like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, do you know what's weird? I've had multiple strange, like rant, not strangers, random people will slide when I was blonde, when I had like really blonde hair. Randomly, like I remember after one of my wedding pictures got posted. Actually, can I have some more of this? Yeah, prosciutto. Yours. Prosecco. Prosciutto. One of my wedding pictures got posted, and a girl I went to high school with, haven't spoken to her in ten years, wrote back, and she was like, "You look like Jennifer Lawrence to me." I was like, wow, okay. And then with, I posted... Oh, with blonde hair. Blonde hair. And then I posted a picture once when Brady and I were newly dating. And another girl that was actually always mean to me in high school, she wrote up, she slid in my DMs and she was like, you look like Jennifer Lawrence. And I literally was like, I mean, I don't really so, see it. I mean, I mean, that's a compliment because I think Jennifer Lawrence is beautiful, but that's... Yeah, I don't really see it though. I don't... Either, I can show you the picture like, that she wrote to me, they wrote to me, but I've had one of Brady's friends from college one time said, you look like Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Games to me. Katniss. Yep. So I was like, okay. So that's actually the only celebrity anybody has ever told me that I look like, and I only think it's because of my hair. I think it's because sometimes I wear my hair the way she What's does. What's your photo? Did they pick out a photo? Yes, I, I'm I would show say you the no. Picture. I don't think. I mean, I mean, there's like. This I mean, was one. I mean, there's some that. <sighs> like DM'd me. I haven't spoken to this girl in like 10 years. And she was like, you look uh, exactly like Jennifer Lawrence in that. I, I, I mean. I mean. Yeah, but not. I disagree because I, I Jennifer disagree. Lawrence I would, is beautiful. Like a smoke uh, show. Oh, there's there's Kate Winslet. Like old Kate Winslet. No, Jennifer Lawrence is gorgeous. This is another one. One of his friends you, told you me. You look like Jennifer Lawrence more than that one than you do. Okay, so yes, his one of his college friends wrote to me and was like, "You look like." But but I'm comparing Jennifer to Lawrence. the one that you just showed me. I would yeah. say you look more like her in that, but I don't think either of them look like her. I don't right see there, it, Kate Winslet. You think I look like her? No. Oh no, not a, no. I'm, I'm she's just like fifty. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying because I just saw her yesterday as like a twenty year old. Now she's like 50. oh yeah yeah I'm yeah. I'm saying she's just she's a very yep very. Um, uh, Pretty lady. I didn't, the actress she also her that irks me is Megan Fox, which is unpopular opinion. Megan Fox, I remember she when she came out with Transformers, really, was really pretty. She's Brady's celebrity crush, which tells you about his maturity. <laughs> she's kind of got like, she kind of has that like edginess to her. Definitely not my top, not, not even close to a celebrity. Oh, actually, she's right there, Megan Fox. Yeah, I'm, I don't I don't really I'm, like a, I'm under least favorite actresses, but. Oh, and another actress I hate, Angelina Jolie. I have a very hard time liking the, the her. The only thing she's I've, another one. She watched on like this. The only thing I think I've ever watched her in was Mr. And Mrs. Mr. Smith. Yeah, which she's good in that. Yeah, you know who actually comes up that I could, the Twilight Girl, Kirst, Kristen oh, Stewart. I, yeah. So uh, she might get it. She always looks miserable. Yes. And again, she's probably a nice girl, but Lindsay Lohan. So I'm bummed about your Nicolas Cage reference because he's not my favorite actor by any means, but my all-time favorite movie is Stop. National Treasure. Stop. I've never seen it, so I can't say Oh my say God, the National Treasure movies I watch. Actually, my best friend from high school, Adrian, just texted me the other day. Out of nowhere, I'm laying in bed, and I had just said to Brady, do you want to watch National Treasure? He's to the point where he's like, no, I'm not watching it anymore. 
And that's like, you know how everyone has the one movie that they watch over and over? Mine is National Treasure and Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. Actually, I'm looking at Reese Witherspoon right now. I love her. Did you ever watch The Morning Show with her? Yes, it's fantastic. Um, They're filming season three. She just posted it today. Her co-actress in that, Jennifer Jennifer Aniston, Aniston. is probably my top three celebrity crushes. My dad really likes her. Do you know who my dad's celebrity crush is? And I always found it weird. Katherine Heigl from 27 Dresses, Grey's Anatomy. Katherine Heigl. Oh, the blonde girl? Yeah, I don't know. No, he loves Katherine Heigl. Um, But she texted me randomly the other day. Kate Winslow might be my top five. And she said... My husband just asked me if I wanted to watch a movie and I said, what is it about? And it's about finding a treasure. <laughs> she said she responded back. If it's National Treasure with Nicolas Cage, I refuse because she traumatized me with how many times you used to make me watch it. And it's true. I watch it on re- like repeat over and over. You know, you know who Gina really likes is uh, Sandra Bullock. Mm. She's good. She's a good one. She, she's pretty. Yep. Um... You know who else popped up here who is not? Sandra Bullock is like timeless too. She does Sandra not Bullock's age. good. Emma Stone, I'm not a she, fan. Yeah, but not, she's well, a good say, actress. She's not a bad actress. I just, she's so typecasted for me when she played Jules on Superbad. And it's one of my yeah. all-time favorite movies. And the poor kid was like starting out. And yeah. then she got into that role. She's been in a lot of movies since. Um, but that I movie. I liked her in La La Land. She was great in La La Land with Ryan Gosling, yeah. right? And she was also good in Crazy Stupid Love. Yes, with Steve yep. Carell and him. She's very, she's a very good actress. It's just very I always, talented. every time I see her, I just think of Jules from from Superbad, and which is probably not good for her. Um, she's she's had a great career since then. Brady's a celebrity doppelganger that I've had multiple people that do not know each other. Can you guess who they say he looks like? No clue. Zach Afron. I've had I gotta multiple look. people text me or like slide up on pictures and they're like, he looks like Zac Afron. Not the blonde one, the brunette. Go on with the stash. Let me see. The blonde. Yeah, the blonde one. You know, got, Mario, like- you met Mario Nalen. Mario yeah. Nalen all the time is like, he is Zac Afron. Really? Yeah, because he's got the pointy nose. He's got the jawline right here. Yeah. The boxed jaw, <laughs> I call it. Um, see that one of him smiling with the stash? Second row all the way over. Yep. That screams Brady to me. Can Brady grow a stash? Yeah, he can. He can grow a big beard too. Really? I have to make... I can't. Last time he grew his beard so long, Galen, it was down to here. And when he'd kiss me, I'd get hives because the hair would irritate my skin. Because it was so long. It was just... it. Literally, he has to trim it around his mouth because he gets big curly cues because of how long his hair gets. Um, He can grow a big fat stash oh. and a beard. So this this is the guy I don't I mean I'm honored that this is who people think I don't think it's true but I'm gonna say it because he's historically <laughs> you're grinning as you look this up no so this so this is the this is the I'll tell you the back I'll show you the guy first and I'll give you the backstory so Chris Hemsworth who like, that's your doppelganger no so this well, I don't think so. Wait, I kind of could see that. If people, I've had more people. So years ago, I had, I was growing my hair out. This was back in like 2015. And I was like much stronger, better in shape. And I had a beard like him with similar kind of hair. And I had like multiple people would tell me I look like Thor. Yeah. And this was. I could see that though. So at one point, I'm going through TSA 
we're going. I forgot where we're going. Oh going my through TSA. God. This lady, who's the TSA officer, she goes to the next person. I'm standing there waiting. She goes, "All right, step up here, Thor." And that's what, what she said. And I was like, <laughs> "This like black lady, just like TSA agent from the south." I was like, "What a world!" But that was so funny. So she said that, and then I had that is a, pretty funny. But I've had multiple people say it, which I will take it. He's way more jacked than I am. I think he's a tall dude too. I'm he is not. very tall. Both Hemsworth, Hemsworth brothers are tall. But it was funny because I, I got that when I was growing my hair out from multiple people. That's fun. And, no, I could see it. I, I definitely could see that. And I think he won like Sexiest Man Alive multiple times. So um, I think he did. Except I really like his little brother, Liam, who was married to Miley Cyrus. Don't know how that happened, but it did. Well, you know, that things happen. But uh, oh yeah. From the he, last song. He was also in Hunger Games, the brother, right? Yes. Yeah. He was with I forgot the Katniss name. Evergreen, right? Everdeen. Everdeen. I, I just don't know the name of the Do you bro- know I was never a Hunger Games girl? I read the entire Hunger Games trilogy in two weeks one time, and that which at the time was fast for me. Do you know what my, um, my guilty pleasure right now is? I don't know why. It just kind of happened. Well, my sister and I both grew up loving this. Um... Which, as you know, we're weirdos. We love musicals. We love classics. We love things that are like, I don't know, historically proven to be like family series. Mm -hmm. Anne of Green Gables is like, I actually just ordered an Anne of Green Gables sweatshirt. You know who I just had a conversation with about um, Prince Edward Island where it's filmed? Shay Brennan. He's not far from there. No. Well, I so, say far. He's probably far, but he's No, like, I think he said he's only... He grew up 45 minutes from there. So when I was in his dealership a few a few weeks ago with Ellen, um, he had name dropped PEI in his Rotary New Member Talk. Yep. And I went in and I said, you know what's funny? I went to Prince Edward Island and I... Brady and I are actively talking about going back to Prince Edward Island. I actually just asked my sister if she would go with us next summer. So Do you, you want to go? Been. You have been. Yeah, but I was so young and here's my problem. Prince Edward Island is this beautiful island that when you're, I was like 12, 10 or 11, maybe, maybe 12 oldest. Did you fly to Montreal? We drove, but I didn't appreciate the trip because I didn't like seafood. Prince Edward Island now is, it's all seafood. I love seafood now. Um, The Anne of Green Gables stuff, I was still really young. I got tired. Sometimes I didn't want to do certain things. I was grumpy. I was a little shit. So I didn't appreciate it the way I would appreciate it now. Mm -hmm where I'm craving to go back to Prince Edward Island. It's the beaches are like red sand. So big, big sand dunes they're known for. You can drive there. It must be ferries. Yeah, you can drive. No, it's a bridge. Really? Yeah. So, but he was, um, but is it off of Nova Scotia? Yeah. it's Or no, I mean, New Brunswick. Sorry. They're from New Brunswick, not Nova Scotia. I was getting mixed up. Um, but it's a legit Island. Oh, see, this is, this is a thing I, I took, I say this all the time. Like I took intro to Canada and I knew Canada like, I would say pretty well, um, and that was years ago. And now I can't, I know nothing. Quebec, by the way, is massive. Yeah, it is. Quebec goes all the way up over the Hudson Bay. You actually should get the Anne of Green Gables stuff for when um, Oakland is young enough, old enough to like read a book with her mom. I think she'd love it. So this is the thing with you know the classic quote. I'm so glad I live in a world where there are Octobers. That's Anne of Green Gables. Why October? The term kindred spirits. That's Anne of Green Gables. I don't even know what that means. It's just like terminology, like from the book. Like I'm so happy what? There's Octobers? I'm so her quote is I'm so glad I live in a world where there are Octobers. It's a it's like people have it framed in their house. I've never heard that term. Okay, well it's a classic and it's Anne of Green Gables. Okay. And 
Um, I think Oakland would love it when she gets a little older. Um, cut into her Care Bear time. Um, That's true. She is on her Care Bears right now, which I still have her backpack. But yeah. So P-I- or P-E-I? P-E-I. No Finland. No Finland's way out there. Um, I don't remember how long the drive was, but I know now that I'm older, I would appreciate going back to all of this. Wait, honestly, if you went through Maine, you probably drove because they told me where they live. They live. You pretty much drove through their hometown to get to PEI. Yes. Which I think he told me that because he said they're from like Woods. They're near Woodstock, I believe. I should know. Actually, yeah, they, they were, grew up where they could just drive down and no. I th- I'm pretty sure there's somewhere like Woodstock. Again, I should know this. I just talked to him. Bath. I think he's from Bath. All I know is, is the day he did the new member talk and he was talking about Prince Edward Island, I like swooned because I was like, oh my God. He sounds Irish. Shay? Shay. I feel he sounds Irish. They I both just, sound I Irish love French. Oh. Prince Edward Island. Uh, and I love lobster. I love seafood now. So you I would drive to, to PEI? Yep. I, I mean, whole, I wouldn't be against it. It was a whole fiasco. Um, I do remember the drive. It was a fiasco? Why? Yeah, it just took forever. Well, yeah. I mean, Maine's... Was it probably 10 hours? Um, oh, it took, I think, longer. Oh. Maine is only five. Ooh. How long does it say? 12? It's like going to Myrtle Over Beach. Over 12 hours. Yeah, it's like, well, it's under Myrtle Beach, but like going to Myrtle Beach. Wow. Yeah, we split it. Going there, we didn't. Did you go we up through Quebec City and then cut around? I think so. Um, like, it feels to me like it'd be quicker to go through Maine, but here it's basically saying not to. Yeah, we, I don't think we went through Maine, honestly. It's a half hour longer to go through Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and do more of a straight line. It's quicker literally to go up and around Maine than it is to go across. Yeah, so I was laying in bed last night ordering. But know, it's almost 100 miles stuff. less if you go across, but it's just not as fast. That's See? wild. Look at all my souvenirs for someone who didn't go to Prince Edward Island. I ordered the sweatshirt. Hold on. P-E-I. I ordered a Green Gables, Prince Edward Island. So Anna Green Gables, is it Anne of Green Gables? Or? Yes. And the classic so, story, my sister told it at the wedding, you heard it, was when I was young, I... But that movie or book was taking place in P.I. Yes. The author lived there. Oh, I don't know if And the house and everything that they filmed at, it's there and you can go tour it. So like in the scenes really? where they're walking through, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name. And Alexis is going to kill me. I can't remember the name where they're walking. Um, it, she's called Anne of Avonlea. She lives in Avonlea. So this was a big wow. part of my sister's, um, when she was getting married the other day, her efficient, 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 yeah, was her friend Melanie. And she referenced Anne of Green Gables multiple times. Where is she from? Alexis? No, Anne of Green Gables. Like it, Green, In the is, book, it's Avonlea. But is Green Gables a place? I mean, the... Green, Anne of, isn't yeah, it that's Anne technically of Green the house. Gables? Yeah, like, Anne of Green Gables, but Green Gables is like the house. Avonlea is where they live. Wow, okay. Yeah, see, Avonlea, Prince Edward Island. How old is that book? Although the fictional town of Avonlea is in the heart of Prince Edward Island, the actual location of the filming is in rural Ontario, and visiting them can make for a great vacation. So they're, okay, is there? Uh, is it a? Oh yeah, Confederation Bridge. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's and you pretty have to cool. cross a huge bridge to get in. Um, her best friend is Di- I think Diane. It's Diane or Diana. Um. Okay. This kind of looks like a little bit of like the Vermont Bridge. 
No, and I'm so heavily invested in this right now. Um, yeah, Diana Barry is Anne's her uh bosom, bosom, bosom. I think you say it bosom. Bosom. Um, and her true kindred spirit. They attended school together in Avonlea. So this whole story is like this iconic story. Um, and I was just looking up buying like the bookshelf, the pretty books that are the Anne of Green Gables series because I want someday when I have children, I'm going to read Anne of Green Gables with them. These are the things I look forward to. It's a 1908 novel? Yeah. It's And it's very well known. That's why I'm shocked you no, don't... No, well, like I've I guess, heard of it, but I, I don't know. I mean, why would I ever... Oh, on a farm in a fictional town at Avonlea... In yeah, Prince and it's, it's written by um, Lucy Maud Montgomery. She's also L.M. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, it's considered oh, so a it's... classic children's novel, but it's so good for even adults. So there's only one book. No, there's a few books. I was going to say, I thought it was a series. I'm pretty sure it's a series. Uh, At least the movies are a series. Huh. So the story you heard at my wedding references also um, my... Anne of Green Gables history because when we went to Prince Edward Island, I was Anne of Green Gables for Halloween one year. And it was because the we got to the actual house and in the gift shop, which I was so thrilled to go inside of. I still remember the gift shop. They had all of these old vintage-like costumes of Anne of Green Gables. So I went into the gift shop and I found an old costume that was like the floral basically the floral dress with the um, the white overlay. I don't know if it's called like an, yeah, it was probably an apron. I don't even know. I can't even, I can picture it, but I can't describe it. And I was like, mom, I need this costume. And my mom was like, I'm not buying that costume. It's so expensive because everything in a tourist gift shop is doubled in price. But I was like, no, I want that. I want that for Halloween. It was the summertime. We were nowhere near Halloween. But then I also got the straw hat because Anne of Green Gables is a redhead. So I got the straw hat with the braids and the braids go down to like here. It's still in our basement at my mom's house, the Anne of Green Gables hat. So we go back home. I used to wear that hat everywhere, Kaylin. The wigged hat. The wigged hat. So then one night I was mad at my parents when I was young and I said, I'm running away to little grandma's. Heard about this. Across the street. (laughs) My family always tells the story about how I'm running away in this intense childhood moment. And I put on my, I strap on my Anne of Green Gables wig with the straw hat and I say mom you have to cross me so I can run away to little grandma's and then I ran away in my Anne of Green Gables my my outfit so so why what's with the book like why is this such an iconic thing it's just a classic it's like a heartwarming good family children's novel um but the movies are really good too like, I remember the books. I, I'm sure, like, my sisters might have read them. Um, I just, I never... Yeah. It was just never a thing for me. So, if you actually go to... It's actually um, in Prince Edward Island. Shay and I also talked about this. Is It's a really big Asian tourist des- destination because in... I think it's China and Japan. It might just be Japan. I can't remember. Um, Anne of Green Gables is part of their curriculum. It's, like, in their schooling, everything. So... When you go to Anne of Green Gables and you're actually at the place, it's a lot of, they bust people in and they're international tourists and they're coming from Japan, China, and it's because it's so well known over there. And I'm shocked that it's not really part of the curriculum in America because it's so good. Cavendish is where the farmhouse is. Cavendish? Cavendish? 
So And y'all know I love a farmhouse. I didn't realize this. Okay. There's six books and they go by timeline. So it's mm-hmm. kinda like Harry Potter. Like they yep. actually have years. And then she comes back and oh my god, the episode where And then they have kid books that not they write. The episode, the movie and the book. Yeah. It's she falls in love with Gilbert. And then when you go to the house, at least this was when I was there, when you go to the farmhouse, they have reenactors playing like Anne of Green Gables. I met the Anne of Green Gables. We got to go to dinner with her because we knew the people. Um, and then like Gilbert is on site and he's just a reenactor pretending to be Gilbert for the day. Like he stole my, getting into trouble, he stole my sister's shoe. And then we were running and Gilbert's around the property. her husband, boyfriend? I don't know if they, I can't remember if they get married. They end up together. I'm pretty sure. They always were like, um... Like he picked on her like flirtation wise because it was Anne of Green Gables. Um, and he was just, he was kind of like her bully, but you know how like that saying like boys pick on you when they like you. Mm-hmm. He, that, he was kind of like her thorn in her side. And he's the character everybody falls in love with because you know you want them to be together. So he's there on site. All the kids that are in the books are on site. The teacher was on site and they're just legitimately spending their day playing the role. Um, so the whole experience is really cool. Oh, Gilbert Blith. Yep. And he was a hottie. We still have pictures on my mom's, um, if you're ever at my parents. I mean, the actor was. The reenactor. A reenactor. Yeah. I was oh, like, he was a hottie. I'm like a 19. 19- no, in the movie though, he's also like, he's well, 1908. You just like-, like him. You like him cause he's Gilbert. Huh. The first time I ever met, um, our CIO at Danamore Federal Credit Union. Who? Our CIO, Chief Information Officer. His oh, name oh, is Darren R-C-I-O. Gilbert. R, like O-U-R. They said like R-C-E-O. That was like no, a big acronym. Okay, C-I-O. Sorry. His name is Darren Gilbert. And I literally in my brain was like, oh, Gilbert from like Anne of Green Gables. Doesn't he work next to you? Yeah, he's literally right down the hall. That's Brad next to me. Brad, gotcha. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, not a, is that, so that's your favorite all-time series books? It's definitely one of them. But I'm also a big Harry Potter person. Harry I po- wasn't growing up and now I'm a Harry Potter nerd. I, I, I would say, I would say Harry Potter just because it was like an iconic, like cultural yeah. thing when I was a kid. So the thing when like Harry Potter came out, it came out in 97. Yeah. I was minus the first three books that I basically read around 2000, 99, 2000. Every single book, like I was one of those kids. No, I would wait for the book to come out. So like you finish the book and like, okay, we got like a year and a half or two years for the new book comes out. I was not the kid going at midnight. I would not do that. Like, mm-hmm. we'd just, like, go down the next day like a normal My person. My sister was. And it was, like, people that did that, I was like, it, it's, like, chill. Go to bed. Wake up, refresh, yeah. <laughs> read it tomorrow morning. Have so, a normal day. I know. So, like, I'd go and I'd read it. It takes me forever. There's 700 pages. It, it, like, it, it took me a long time to read them. But they were really good books. I yeah. kind of want to go back through and read them as I an said adult. recently I want to read them. But like, they... yeah. But I watched all the movies. I thought that was a great series. And I'm not a sci-fi guy. I really hate sci-fi. It's yes. not, like, up my alley. But that one was really good. Um, Hunger Games was good. I liked it, but I found that the Hunger Games started the dip after the first one. Hunger I thought, Games, I was like, meh. The first Hunger Games was really cool. And then yeah. I found that the Hunger Games to me was just like a, uh, was one event. And I think they ended up going back into the Hunger Games as kind of like a, mm-hmm. like re-going back in. Yeah. But I found that they, they found, I could be wrong, but I found the Hunger Games, they found success in the first movie, first book. And then try to replicate it as long as they could. Yep. Which was two books, but to try to turn it into something. Where Harry Potter, I felt that like J.K. Rowling like wrote the book. Yeah. Like 
basically, I think she had the seven books laid out mm-hmm. as like a very grand scheme and started filling it all in and created seven massive books out of it. Yeah. But I find that there's times that she'll take stuff that's in the last book and relay it to something in the beginning book. And I'm like, there's no way that was like a coincidence that she started writing. I was like, oh, yeah. this might make sense. Like, I'm like, she must have had this written out 15 years ago. She was definitely a genius to be able to pull that. Yeah, and I, I think... And also in the books, so I read the books when... Um, it was during the global pandemic. Literally, I was dying. I had severe anxiety. That's when you read Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. I watched all the movies first. So, no shit. So you just I, read these like two years ago. Yeah. So I oh was always God. into the movies. I watched all the movies as they came out. But I was never a reader. So that's another thing is growing up, my sister was a, a bookworm. Mm-hmm. I was not a bookworm. Now I'm a bookworm. So it took a long time for me to get into books. And my mom always used to give me crap because I loved... I wanted to be an English teacher. My mom always used to be like, you can't be, you can't be in journalism or an, an English teacher if you don't read books. But I went into the pandemic. You know this. I was mega anxious when the world shut down. Like yep. one of the I worst was the candidates. F- you were actually, you and I were the first people we saw like outside yes. the real world. Oh yeah, I came here. No, I, I, no, I dropped something off at your place. Yes, but then I also, the first outing I had was a podcast with Philip and Matt and you. That oh, was like one of yeah. my first things that I yep. did outside. That was late. Yeah. That was late 20. Oh yeah. It was like and 9th, I was September. anxious. I was literally like, oh my God, should I be going? So the pandemic was not good to me. I was very anxious with good reason. I was worried about my mom. I didn't know how it would happen. We didn't have vaccines, obviously, all this stuff. But I got into reading because my doctor literally was like, You you need to find something to calm yourself because you're crazy. So I got into reading and I read all the Harry Potters. I read them all insanely fast too. And that was when I realized I have always grown up thinking the movies are fantastic. They still couldn't even put in what are in the books into the movie. It's still missing a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. Where that's what shocked me is you think in the movies, oh my God, there's so much attention to detail and JK Rowling's a genius. Cause like, these are things like that's an intense memory to have, to be able to put this all together. And then I read the books and I remember, and I'm older now at this point too. I'm like 24, 23, 24. And I'm like, Holy crap, this doesn't even like, this is not even an inch of what is in the books, in the movies. Yeah. So that's when I really, I think, I got more into Harry Potter because I loved Anne of Green Gables because it was almost like more practical. Yeah, Harry Harry Potter's got, I I like how they blend the fantasy with the real world. Yeah. Because I find the ones that you just go And that they're like, they're living among the muggles and it's just, yeah. Yeah, like I thought, I thought the concept was cool. I find that, um, like Game of Thrones, I I've never finished the series. Everybody just said don't work, I don't didn't finish watch it. Game of Thrones. So the game Game of Thrones, I watched up I think until season six or seven. Um, it's really good. I mean, but I I heard it was like I think the problem was it was so good and they built it up so much that it kind of was like a letdown no matter how you finish. But yeah, again, I never got to the end. But I found that. That one was realistic and it had some fantasy in it also. Like you had like a couple weird things that are like mm-hmm. definitely sci-fi, but it wasn't like a aliens or like the world's ending and all this stuff. Um, the one, so the books, this, I don't even know if they're series. They're not really series, but they involve the same character. Um, I have a ton of books up there. They're the Dan Brown books. So it's like Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, Lost Symbol, which is, I think I told you to read that's in a... It I did takes read, place in I DC. read Lost Symbol during COVID. Yes, in DC. You so, told me you have the one that's like with the... The pictures? The so pictures. I do. Um, somewhere. I honestly, I might have lied about the... So look at your uh, top right by the... Oh, yeah, there's your... See the way top, top, yeah. top right? So I have Da Vinci Code. I have Digital Fortress. I have... 
another digital fortress. I have Angels and Demons, Deception Point, which is the only one I've never read. That's actually, I've gotten that in the last year. What is the Dan Brown that is, um, Tom Hanks is in the movie. Yeah. And it's the one with... Um, Inferno? It's the virus in the box. That's Inferno. I okay. have so I watched that movie. And that was in the midst of COVID. I make myself sound crazy so because was I was that, so worked up. Was that up. the one that had to do with Dante's Inferno? The artwork and it was about the overpopulation? It was about how if the the box that was underground, part of me wants to say it was in Italy. I could be wrong. Um, but it's literally going to prompt a global pandemic. I, th- I think it's Inferno. So you just ruined it for me, but that's okay. Oh, so shit. Inferno. Sorry. So no, so I'm just picking on you. So I, I read, I started reading Inferno beginning of 2017 you never finished read 100 pages of it never finished it i have it it's on my bookshelf at the house and they have a they have the movie you should finish it so the only a lot in that one too well i'm gonna reread it i actually have the audiobook too maybe i'll listen to an audiobook just because it's feel like a story but um i've I've watched the only one they haven't done a series of so robert langdon is in da vinci code angels and demons lost symbol and inferno yeah they have not made a movie on Lost Symbol yet, which is the one that takes place in D.C. That's the one I want to see, too. So were supposed, I'm annoyed here. They were supposed to, and they scrapped it. The problem now is I doubt Tom Hanks would ever make it just because of age. I think he would probably not do it. I don't know, though. He's still kicking butt. He's great. He was just an Elvis. Yeah, but now he's starting to play like the older roles where Robert Langdon, like when he did Da Vinci Code, that yeah. came out like 2006. Should I write him a letter? Sure. I'll beg him. Would he? I literally now talk about another guy that's got a lot of talents and a lot movies? of different genres. Tom Hanks, we watch Toy Story. My kids are like in the Toy Story, but when you go through his roles that he's played over time, oh yeah, he's iconic too. Forrest Gump, Castaway, Green Mile. Um, I mean, there's I've probably never a, watched the Green Mile. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I okay, Tom Hanks. I mean, then you go back into like his old ones, like you have like Philadelphia, you have um, Catch Me or um, You Got Mail. Polar Express. Polar Express. Um, Would you play like 18? A League of Their Own. Big. Saving Private Ryan. Catch Me If oh, You Can. Saving obviously, Private Ryan one of my favorite one. movies. Um, there's a lot of He's them. everywhere. Band of Brothers. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. Apollo 13. Green Mile. Castaway. Road to Perdition. Cloud Atlas. Charlie Wilson's War. Captain Phillips. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, Captain Phillips is a really good one. Sully. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, News of the World, Elvis, brand new, Robert oh, Langdon, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Sheriff Woody, till present, he's still doing it, still doing the voice. Um, Tom Hanks might, man. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades. 1977, he was active. And he was one of the first people to get COVID publicly, celebrity-wise. I remember when that first came out, I'm like, you take Tom Hanks, we're having a problem. You don't yep. take Tom Hanks, National Treasure. No, but the first time I watched Inferno... He's been married to Rita Wilson since longer... Oh, yeah, they've been together. Longer than I've been alive. Yeah, they've been together for, like, ever. I didn't know he was married that long to her. Yep. Um, But during the beginning of the pandemic, when I was super crazy, Brady would try to calm my nerves and be like, okay, we're going to have a movie night. We're just going to chill. Because it was literally, like, trying to find ways to, like, entertain me. And Brady said, oh, let's watch this movie with Tom Hanks. It's... um, Because I had... I had just read The Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. So I sit down, we start the movie, and it's about a box that is going to release the next virus to cause a pandemic. 
I remember my nerves again were like shot right through the roof. And I was like, good movie choices, Brady. Like, seriously, this is the one you pick. You're trying to make me not be crazy. And then you put this on the screen. Like, are you kidding me? And then it ended up being a really good movie. So Tom Hanks' brother. Yeah. Jim Hanks was his body double in Forrest Gump. And has done some. No way. And has done some of his voices in like, as Woody. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, so so he, both Hanks in. are talented. Larry Hanks, Tom Hanks, and Jim Hanks. At Entomology at the University of Illinois, it's Lawrence Hanks. Imagine being like Lawrence Hanks and being like, yeah, my brother's Tom. You might have heard of him. Wow. I definitely heard of him. Tom. Wow. And he's a he's a Greece, Greek citizen. He's a dually. <laughs> Wait. Tom Hanks is Greek? No, no, no. He's got Greek citizenship somehow. So um, that means he's Greek. So this is the thing. I believe with, with citizenship, you can get citizenship up until your your grandparents. So like my grandpa came Are from Ireland. Are you Ire- sure? I'm pretty sure. My grandpa came from Ireland. So I believe I can still get... Someone fact check me. I believe that I can get citizenship in... I don't think that's in true. In Ireland man. because of my grandfather. I don't think so. I We're also, living in 2022 where people are crazy. I also believe... They don't just hand that out. Like I technically... I think I saw this too. Is I technically could play or represent Ireland in the Olympics. Oh, that's true. I can go two you can, generations I, back. Yes, you can, and you can decide. I, I don't know if I have to be somebody citizen from, or not. Somebody from St. Michael's went into the Olympi- the Winter Olympics and chose to represent their her he or she's parents. Country. Yeah, it was, it was a snowboard skier girl. Yes. She's the number one skier in the world and she went for so, Japan. And I'm like... Yeah. So like, oh, Japan won a medal. I'm like, no, she didn't. She was American. Yeah, she went to St. Michael's College. And I remember the day Brady was like, oh yeah, she went to St. Michael's. I literally She went to like, school in St. Michael's? No, she went to Stanford. Oh, no. Well, there's a girl from St. Michael's that went to the Winter Olympics and I, oh. Brady and I had a debate. This is how I learned that you can do that. He was like, oh yeah, that's the girl from St. Mike's. We were watching it live. And I was like, she's not from St. Mike's. She's from like Venezuela. And then he's like, no, she's competing for Venezuela. She went to St. Michael's. Yeah, but but the other Which thing. Which I didn't know you could do that. Oh, wait. Through your bloodline, citizens result from the nationality of your father, mother, or grandparents. Most countries go back only one generation, meaning at least your parents must be from the country. Okay. I thought Ireland was two. Maybe I'm wrong. One or two generations back. Um, no, the girl, she was a snowboarder, snowboard girl from California. I forgot her name. Chloe Kim. Yep. I figured she, no, Chloe Kim. no, it's not Chloe Kim. Nope. I'm literally, as you're talking to me, looking up Anne of Green Gables references. I don't think it's Chloe Kim. No. Um, nope, it's not her. That name doesn't sound familiar. No, Chloe Kim is, is one, but her name was like, I don't want to sound. She's going to pop up like Chloe Kim, Sean White. Like the fact Hannah Teeter, remember that name? Lindsay Jacob Ellis. I don't know any of these names. These are all like snowboarders and skiers. What? What's Speaking of snowboarders and skiers, what do you think of that event that's coming to uh, Whiteface this winter? Well, um, 
I don't know what it is. I forgot what it's called. They did a rotary presentation and I was very intrigued. Well, so the problem with that that I've heard is that it's going to probably take away time on the slopes. Oh, it is for sure. So I... Not just that. It's going to take from a lot of... They have so many people coming in, Galen. It's going to shut it, down the town, called, basically. Um, it's so it's... Isn't, is it university winter games? Winter games, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's the winter games. So it's all the way... It's all the people from all around the world coming in and these are going to be the people that are going to go in and compete in the winter Olympics for the next round. Um, they're from the universities. They're from colleges, schools, everything, the best in the world. They come in and they're even staying as far over as Augensburg and Potsdam because there are so many of them coming in. They're going to have to be bussed in because we Lake Placid can't accommodate them. Do you know what it's called though? Yeah. I thought it was the Lake Placid winter games. Lake Placid winter games. And it's this January, 2023. Okay. And it's been years in the making, I, I guess. Lake Plas- so I been- think it's called the University Games, right? Maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, but when he came into Rotary and he did his presentation, I was like, my first thought was, holy cow, what are they going to do Winter World these University Games. Yeah, it's huge. FISU World University Games. Yep. Which it's great for those businesses because they're going to be completely Oh, it's only swamped. 11 days. Why do people tell me this was like... A big thing. Yeah, like, but there's thousands and thousands I, that are going to come. No, through. I know that, but I'm, I, like, I thought this was like shutting down the yeah, season. Yeah, so it's not- no, it's not shutting down the season. But like the two weeks that they're here, it's going to delay Whiteface because they're going to be doing the events on Whiteface. They even, I think, are using Gore Mountain. Um, they're using the ice arena, the um, the ice arena at Potsdam. I think is being used. There's a whole bunch of facilities being like taken hmm. over by this and. Yeah, when they did the rotary presentation, someone raised their hands and they were like, so what am I going to do when I want to go skiing that weekend? <laughs> I'm literally like, you take the weekend off? Like, yeah. well, the prob- like I hate to break it to you. They're going to be busy. Well, the problem is it's not... Um, they, wow, they got them in like weird places. Mm-hmm. Lake Placid. Like Turin, I, th- I believe is... Also held the 2006 Olympics... I don't even know where half these places are. Sophia, I've heard of that one. Lake Placid, 1972. Nordic combined ski jumping and speed skating are chosen as optional sports. Alpine, biathlon, cross country, curling, figure skating, freestyle, ice hockey. I mean, this is pretty cool. No, uh, it'll, be, it'll definitely be cool. And how super dope is it to say like you got to train and stuff in the Herb Brooks arena? That's pretty cool. Well, I think that's the thing that we take for granted is like, we totally do. The greatest sporting event in the history of sporting events happened Was literally 45 minutes from here. Yeah. Unbeknownst, I mean, say unbeknownst, but like, we're just like, oh yeah, it's there. And yeah. then when you start to realize like, oh no, no, this was like. Just watch Miracle on, Brady and I watch Miracle on, Miracle, Miracle? on Ice. Miracle. 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 It's called Miracle. Miracle on, isn't it Miracle on Ice? Not the movie. Are you about the movie with Herb Brooks? Yeah, or with, it's uh, not called, with, uh, is it just Miracle? Not Herb Brooks. Who's the guy that plays Herb Her Brooks in the movie? Oh, um, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. No, the movie's just called Miracle. Oh, okay. So the Miracle on... Well, you know our family attachment to Miracle on Ice, Miracle on Ice right? I don't know if I've ever told you You have. Story. You have. I, tell it. I forgot it. Um. So it's Thursday, January so my 12th dad, to the 22nd. Filthy Phil, my father. You yep. can follow him on Instagram. He thinks he's Insta-famous. He has like 80 followers. Hashtag but, keep Instagram you know, filthy. Whatever. He constantly promotes Kavanaugh Realty. It's disgusting. 
Uh, Watch your mouth. I'm just kidding. Looking at the he back is, of your phone. Stop I know. It. He's stop obsessed. It. I do have Kavanaugh everywhere. Stop it. Um, So he was a hockey player. He played on the national championship team at North Country Community College. He takes it very seriously. He was actually, so he's never told me he was a good hockey player. Fun fact about Phil. Never, ever told me that. Never told me he was like one of the best to come through like Plattsburgh High School, our area, Section 7, any of that. He was very humble. It wasn't until I was in high school and like I was hanging out with friends and some of them played hockey, like Wade Whedon played his hockey. He played hockey. His father played hockey with my dad. They were roommates in college. So I found her. If I told you how many people later in life told me, holy crap, your dad was one of the best hockey players to come through Plattsburgh. Modest. What? Modest. I'm saying. Just- oh, yeah. So, so many people started to say this to me. When, it was when I was in high school, when I was an athlete, that people were like, well, your dad was a hell of an athlete, yada, yada, yada. But he never told me that. And um, so, yeah, hockey was really his thing. He was really good. He was re- one of his, um, somebody went to high school with a few years ago, came and found me and they were literally, I don't even know the name. He came and found me at Miron's and he was like, I remember your dad when he played in college. He was the fastest skater I've ever met. And I remember saying to my dad a few months ago, I was like, um, why didn't you ever tell me you were just a very, very, very good at like hockey player and athlete? My dad was like, I was not that good. I was average. And I'm like, well, by the sounds of it, you were not average. And um, so, yeah, hockey is a big thing in my dad's life. He, he's always loved hockey. But when my mom got really sick, shout out to Martha, who has COVID right now. Stewart. <laughs> Martha Stewart, <laughs> the baker. Um, we were spending every day in the hospital kind of like twiddling our thumbs because you never knew what was happening like it was touch and go you know what I mean we never knew if she was gonna make it if she wasn't gonna make it my dad started to quote miracle the speech that her brooks gives that this is your tonight is your night he would quote it to us before every surgery every big procedure Every big day that was an iffy day, we didn't know how it was going to end, that sort of thing. So Miracle on Ice is the life motto of our household. We have the speech framed in our living room. Really? The speech is typed up and written. Um, And then I also went up to, so when my mom actually got sent home, she was no longer at Meadowbrook or anything. She got discharged. Brady and I spent, Brady surprised me for a weekend in Lake Placid. We went to the Miracle on Ice. It's the shop called Miracle on Ice right on the strip in Lake Placid, Main Street. Yep. We went in. I bought a whole bunch of stuff with the speech on it. Um, and all the players had signed the door frame of the shop. And I said, when were they all here? And the guy said, oh, it's funny you ask. They come every single year. The, the players that are still alive come back to Lake Placid once a year for a conference. Mm-hmm. And they stay at the hotel. The Up on the hill? Yeah. Is that the Hyatt? Marriott. Uh, Marriott. Um. And he said they always come Crown into Plaza. the shop. Isn't the Crown Plaza, Plaza yeah. yeah. So the guy was like, yeah, they're here at least once a year. Some of them come a couple times a year. Some of them even like vacation here now because they fell in love with Lake Placid and Saranac Lake after everything happened with the Winter Olympics. So the Hewitt family is a big miracle on ice family. I mean, you've seen the movie. Oh, yeah. we watch, Brady and I watch it at least two years, two times a year minimum. So it's one of those. It's a Disney film also. Disney. Yeah. But it's one of those films that like if the two of us are bored or like it's a Saturday night in the middle of winter and you don't want to go do anything, the two of us will be like, do you want to watch Miracle? <laughs> it's just a classic. It, it's, it's a good one. Well, one, one because it's local, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and I, I would say 
best sports movie SB in 2004. I, it, it's one of those movies like sports movies because if you've played sports, yeah, they they definitely like. There's a lot of time. Like I find like sports movies. You can cr- you can easily cry from sports movies. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a, a bunch where you're like you start to tear up because a lot of it's like underdog story and this. I don't know if there's a movie. I'm trying to think of sports movies like Rudy, but Rudy, you know, is kind of like a fic- like it's real, but not like whatever. I would say Miracle is probably the best sports. Yeah, movie. I'm gonna say I think Miracle. There's probably and it is emotional. There's a there's a few other ones like Field of Dreams. I think is fantastic. There's a couple other movies because a lot of it's like the undertone. Like Field of Dreams was like it's kind of guy kind of coming around, like his, yeah. you know, father, you know, kind of reliving a little bit of what he missed. And um, but Miracle is one that like because they, they do a good job developing the characters and developing yeah. the, the the background of everybody. Yep, and they make it emotional. Well, I think you resonate with them. You know, you know what the most emotional? I say most emotional. I think the most, like for me, one of the most emotional things about that whole movie. Um, do you remember what they have right before the credits? The the word they use when they dedicate it to her Brooks. I don't know. Did you hear about? Like, do you know about this? I don't know. So, her Brooks, like months before the movie was released, didn't he die? Died in a car, in a car accident. Car, yeah, a car crash. And so it said before the credits, the film is dedicated to her Brooks, who died right before. The the basically the main filming he did a lot of the background the background like yes, research I did know that and uh, you know then, then this is all it writes like dedicated to her Brooks he never saw it he lived it and like when you like to me when you watch the oh, whole yeah, movie like that always gives me that always gives me chills goosebumps. like it gives me choked up and chills when when you hear it because he, <clears throat> I think this came out in two thousand February twentieth two thousand four I mean he he died like. Yeah. Months before it, it wasn't um, August eleventh, two thousand three. Like he yeah. died like five six months before this came out, which was crazy that he never got to see that movie. Which, I know, and he, he only he was sixty six years old. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like right now, if you like two thousand four, he would be eighty two years old right now. I remember. So even before my mom got sick and everything, Miracle was such a big thing for my dad that I remember it was a Saturday afternoon. I was, I was really little. 2004, I was a little kid. My whole Hewitt family, E.E., little grandma, mom, dad, sister, and I, we ate Michigan's from McSweeney's, and we mm. all went to Miracle on a, Miracle in the movie theater, and we watched it, and we were like the only people. We were the really? only, yeah, it was like an empty theater, and it was the Hewitt's, and at the end, I remember my dad stood up, and he was like clapping. It was such a good movie. And Did then, Phil go to it? The game? Um, I don't know, actually. But I did recently go back to... How old's Phil? He's not 60, is he? No. He's 57. He might have been kind of young. He um, might have been like in he high was in, school. Yeah, they were... Like, my mom always talked about... Um, no, he was, he was probably junior high. Yeah, so my mom always tells me that she remembers going... Our mall was a big hot spot for, like, the Russians would come in their big hats during the Winter Olympics. Plats, Plattsburgh? Yeah, and they would all trade pins and stuff. So, like, my mom's oh, yeah. memories were trading pins, seeing them and being like, oh, my God. Because yeah. you know who was a really big-time Olympian, not, not winter... Bruce Jenner was in the Montreal Olympics. Yep. And he trained at the field house. So my mom always talked about... Oh, really? Down here? Yeah, he trained at the Plattsburgh field house. Um, And so even that, we had two really big hubs where they were using Plattsburgh as a training facility. And um, yeah, uh, we're big Olympic fans. Olympics are always a big deal. But just recently, I went back to the Herb Brooks Arena Mm -hmm. and I went in and it was empty. Literally, it was me. 
And I'm not kidding you. I had goosebumps on my arm because oh, you walk in, I'm the only one in there. I don't even know what like made me do it. I was there for work and I walked in. I did the whole like walk up by myself. Nobody even escorts you. I didn't do like a tour or anything. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go in and look. And I just wanted to send a picture to my dad. And I went in and it was silent. You could have heard a pin drop in that arena. And I just, I was standing there all by myself at one point. I had chills in my arm and I was like, this is the coolest little slice of history that I don't think a lot of people like know and appreciate. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. You know, it's cr- so a cool story that it's an hour away from us and you can walk into the arena where it happened. So this is the crazy thing with, with her Brooks. He wasn't, um, he was the Minnesota assistant. He basically coached at Minnesota, which was a big D one hockey school. Still is 1980. He coached the hockey team and what's crazy is he never coached an Olympic hockey team again until 1998. So 18 years later. So you're talking like there's a little bit of a – because it's supposed to be every four years. There's a little bit of like miss there. I think they had a couple things. They had to switch the dates around. Um, but 1988, he coached the French Olympic team. And then he came back in 2002, the next Olympics, and coached the U.S. Olympics with silver with pro players and everything. But like – yeah. It was crazy, like how like 1980 just like happened. It was like if you actually look at mm-hmm. what he did, he spent a little bit of time in the NHL, but not a lot. Like the Utica Devils, New Jersey Devils, like Utica Devils, like middle of New York State. But like when you look at this, what he was, what he did that one time early in his career versus the yeah. rest of his career, that's insane. No, it is it really is. He, you know, it's great. I mean, I think. That movie's really cool. I mean, I wish I would have, like, I was obviously not even born at the time, but yep. it would have been awesome to watch that live. Oh, I was born. Just kidding. With the movie? You barely made the movie. I know. What year were you born? 96. Why do we have to disclose that? Now I, I look know. like a no, child. You, you were eight. What was that? 2004? A well-rounded. Eight? Well-rounded millennial, okay? You probably look just like you did now. Just more of a bowl. Oh, I did. I do look exactly the same. The haircut was the same, just like the little bowl cut. I did have a bad bowl cut. My mom uh-huh. kept me in a bowl cut until I was after fifth grade. Ooh. Yeah, mom did me dirty. See, I say all these nice things about her and my dad, and then well, she kept me in a bowl cut until sixth grade. No, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, not, no, Ugh. we're not judging here. Um, I'm judging. Yeah, so that was... that was. Uh... But I do remember going to the movie. So I was born in 96, and I went to the movie in theaters. I, I was checking out The Wife. So the wife that played the movie, Patricia Clarkson, I'm looking at her, God, she looks really familiar. What does she look like? Let me see. Maybe I'll know her. Wait, I can't see. I'm blind. She does look familiar, but why is she familiar? So she was in a couple movies. And so Patricia Clarkson, so she's the she plays Patty in um, Miracle. 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 We're both She was in Shutter Island. Oh, Another no great way. Leo film. Leonardo DiCaprio. With Marty, with Marty Scorsese. Um, so, no, how I remember her is House of Cards. Oh, my God. She was like that weird like yes. girl that kind of came in and was like, I know everybody and I can do everything. And they're like, oh, my you know God. I never would have put House that together. You watch House of Cards. Oh, I, lo- I loved House of Cards. House, who's your favorite person in House of Cards? Um... I always really, this is controversial. I really loved, I had a soft spot for Doug. I did too. I was about to say that. Yeah. But the first season, the alcoholic James, is that his name? James, the bald guy. He dies. He kills him in the car. Yeah. He was my favorite. 
I was really, I really liked him. And I, Peter, Peter, it was was, Peter. Yeah. And he had the young girlfriend who was looking out for him and everything. I had a soft spot for him, but I always liked Doug. I also think I liked Doug because I liked the actor who played Doug. Like he did a good job. Oh, um, I liked Doug because he was loyal to a fault. Yes. And yep. But he was always one of those guys you just knew would not I think he's, sway. Yes. Ever. And I think he suffered determining right from wrong. He, he did. just did his job and he overdid it to the point where he lost he, himself. He in did the his job in the sense that he put his job ahead of morals. Yes. But you know it wasn't his. But then the worst part is is he falls in love with that. She was what a stripper, or a hooker, oh, prostitute. You, prostitute. Let's class it up a little bit. She's yeah, prostitute. sorry, she was a prostitute. But um, I also love her. She's a very good actress. She's Kate Spade's niece. Um, in and she's life. the one that ends up dying out in the woods. Yeah, guys, these aren't spoiler alerts. If you've never watched the movie, watch the movie. You won't remember this by the time it gets there. But um, she, I had a soft spot for her. But I also the reason my heart broke for Doug all the time was you could tell that some of the things he did. Yes, he did her dirty and he was wrong. But you could tell he loved her until yes, she... Yes, but the same thing. Developed. He like, was doing it for Frank. Yes, but so, I think he fell in love with her. Yes. By accident. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, Frank Underwood in that series, Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. who I think is kind of getting back into acting a little bit. I think people No, found that, he's actually on trial right now in London. Is he? <laughs> yes. I thought he got he's back in a lot of trial. trouble. <laughs> Yeah, he's in a lot of trouble right now. Is he actually guilty of anything? Um, yeah, I guess a lot of people have come out from like the last thirty years. This is my problem. Well, I'm not. See, I'm, that's I'm, the, I'm I not going deep down that dive on. Hole. Yeah, I know, but I didn't deep dive on him. I don't know, but this is not a Johnny. He's in yet. a lot of trouble. He's he's. Did you just see he lost a uh, lawsuit for House of Cards? He has to pay back the whole production for when he had he got fired. <sighs> no, but because they lost so much money when it yeah all because happened. it was awful it was when he awful. left. Yeah, yes. Robin Wright couldn't pull it off. No, and Robin Wright's a great actress, Jen A. But she did great. Yeah, she did great in it, House of Cards too, though. She, she just she wasn't was, a main character role because he set the bar cor- really high. Correct. She was fantastic as a supporting actress yes. to the main Frank role. Frank Underwood, Nothing though, against was. her. She was fantastic. But Frank yes. Underwood drove that series. And it's, it was the way he talked and the way he carried yeah, that, like, himself. That draw. Yeah, the, yeah. Like kind of like his teeth are shut. He always, he you was, know, you know what like, I think? muster into the I, microphone. I, let, let me see. They even took, no... What? House of Cards. God, I should rewatch that. Actually, I haven't watched oh, it no, in years. No, no, scratch, scratch that. So, House of Cards. When did that end? I feel like that ended like years ago. Eighteen before the the pandemic. I could rewatch because that whole thing. I yeah, I might rewatch it. So Kevin Spacey. Let's go to filmography. He's another bummer, though. He was super talented, and now he's canceled. He was very talented. He was a good actor. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's a real estate movie, actually. They play real estate guys. Have you ever seen that? No. That's really good. There's a bunch here that I know I should watch it. I have the never watched. The real estate movie you referenced today at the meeting, I want to watch. The one with Brad Pitt. you never seen that? The big no. short? I've never seen it's, that, uh, but it Bra- sounded interesting. Brad Pitt, Steve Carell, um, Christian Bale, and there's another one. I'm going to just say let me go to Big Short first. You've never seen The Big Short? No, but it sounded interesting. Big Short's really that. good. Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale, Brad oh, Pitt, and Christian Steve Bale, Ryan Gosling. Okay, I would watch both of those. The Big Short. Christian Bale is from the Newsies. 2015. 2015. Yep. Yep. Very good movie. Um, and basically it follows the financial crisis of 2007-8, housing bubble. Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, and Brad Pitt. With Melissa Leo... We know, and a few other people I don't know. Uh, Marissa Tomei. Um, if 
features cameos by actress Margot Robbie, who is top three. Yep, I really like Margot Robbie. I think she's my... going to be the new Barbie. I could see with it. Ryan Gosling. He's Ken. Well, here they are reuniting. My, I think my top three. Oh God! I'm gonna go four. Margot no- Robbie's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. She's beautiful. My number one is Mila Kunis. Oh, I love Mila Kunis. I don't know why. Eyes, something like that. No, it's something about her. My aunt Dark Mila features. Kunis is like her favorite of all time. And it's not even like my thing. It's just she like is an outlier. Uh, she's kind of contagious too in the sense that she's kind of preppy and happy and like go lucky. She looks chill. Yeah. Uh, Mila Kunis, Margot Robbie, Jennifer Aniston, and Jennifer Lawrence are probably my top four. Okay. I can get behind that. I feel like I'm dropping a couple there, but that, I think that's a really solid, solid I, one. I could get behind that. So The Big Short is a financial crisis. It's a great movie. You should watch it. It's, it's, it's entertaining. Um, back to Kevin Spacey. I think my favorite... Oh, he plays Hopper in Bugs Life. I forgot about that. I watched that like within the year with my kids. Um, he's fantastic in American Beauty. Have you ever seen that? No. That's kind of a creepy movie. He like hooks up with like his daughter's friend or something. So it's kind of like a underage thing. Probably too oh, soon gosh. based on what he's alleged for. But American Beauty, That's he, I think he won an things. Oscar for it. Um, that was a really good one. 21. 21 is one of my favorites. I don't uh, know 21. The, the Counting Cards? Yeah, I don't know that. Oh my God, watch that one. Watch that one before you watch The Big Short. Really? Yes. Let's talk about poker. It, they count cards over in, in Las Vegas. I'm going to Vegas in October. T- mark this down, 21. 21. I'll remember that. I'll just remember 21 Jump Street. Okay, go. Oh, okay. Walk over here then. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm not going to... Back up, back up. I have a problem. I'm back sorry. Up. Amanda has told me all day today. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay, so we're just... Anna's stepping out really quick. So we're just going to... What, relax. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, put it in the show notes. Um, so this is the thing with Kevin Spacey. Uh, 21... Oh God, and again, Kevin Spacey, you know, whatever. He, we'll, we'll see how the cards fall, but he was a great actor. So um, Fred Claus, too. That... I mean, bad like a bad movie, but good good acting. So twenty one, absolutely. Um, then we're going down. There's a few I'm jumping over, like horrible bosses. Obviously, like just stupid funny movies. Um, I would say, man, twenty one. I think House of Cards is my favorite though. He's just so good in House of Cards. Let's see what else he has for. And again, some of these are, are older than me, so I, I don't want to say that I know a lot of them. But yeah, House of Cards by far has got to be his most uh, most popular. Yeah, it is. House of Cards. I mean, that, that's really where he made his... I, I just think the House of Cards... I love DC, not as much as Anna. I do love DC. Um, but I think if you, you tie it into politics, I'm not a big... This is the thing with politics. I like politics. I like the idea of politics. I like the history of politics. I think politicians are all like... A lot of them are scumbags. I think there's a lot of really good ones. I really do. I think the media, like anything else, overshadows the bad eggs and doesn't value the ones that are actually doing a lot of work. But I do, I do have my opinions on politics and and not like left right things like that, but like you know term limits and the, the idea that you know you people go to D.C. with good intentions and then money talks and political power. Basically, House of Cards, the stuff that House of Cards is based off of. That that stuff 
I believe is it is true on on a level. I remember when they had it come out, and I forgot it might have been Obama at the time. He's like, ah, politics aren't as aren't as juicy as House of Cards makes it sound. But I would disagree. I, but politics I think pretty juicy now. But but that's what I'm saying. So what, what when you were gone, I said that people think that like House of House of Cards is like fictitious and it doesn't really happen. I'm like I think there's I think that's more spot on than not spot on. It is. And also, House of Cards, there's a conspiracy theory that it's written about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. Which I, I've heard that before, too. Which, have you heard? It's rumors. Rumor mill. But I think they call it the Clinton kill something. Oh, God. I don't think so. You've never heard about this? Wikipedia. It's not Khalil. It's called the Clinton body count on, on Wikipedia. The Clinton body count is a conspiracy theory asserting that former U.S. President Bill Clinton and his wife Hillary Clinton have had people assassinated, totaling as many as 50 or more. Mm-hmm. Many parts have been advanced by news, blah, 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 blah. Um, they've been around since the 90s. When the, a film called The Clinton Chronicles um, accused of multiple crimes, including murder. Jeffrey Epstein is one of them. Allegedly. Um, so, she just believe the crash to have been deliberately caused over the national... Ruled an accident, stating first coursing is fair to maintain airspeed during the maneuver. Factors related to the accident were bouncer strain and a low ceiling. So you start to go through a lot of these people that have just no like, way. like just uh, come maybe, up dead, maybe died. Um, that's kind of the thing. Like one of them, JFK Jr. According to polls, most popular Democrat in New York, according to his friends, Kennedy considered seeking the seat of retiree Dan blah 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 in the 2000 Senate what? edition. Died in a plane crash just before that. Hillary Clinton was elected later that, uh, about a year later. So a lot of these things are like, when you start to like read through it. It's all suspicious. Yeah, but. Um, father collected. I mean, it just seems like there's. I a- just Googled this and the first headline that pops up is no, the Clintons are not responsible for more deaths than the coronavirus. <laughs> Oh, no. That's the first thing at the top. That's kind of funny. Um, Fabricated tweets. Okay, th- I, this is kind of stupid. I'm not even going to read that. That's dumb. That, I don't think that... That's kind of more Some like, of them are a stretch, but some conspiracy theories regarding them are interesting, especially surrounding Jeffrey Epstein. The Jeffrey Epstein thing, you know this. I'm a Jeffrey Epstein fan. Did you watch a documentary? Oh, I've watched every single documentary. I've read multiple books. I am a Jeffrey Epstein professional. So I could be a lawyer is, on this case. Is that worth watching? Oh yeah, they're all worth the um the one the one about Filthy Rich. Yes. Oh Netflix. yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. I've watched it multiple times. And I read the novel by Julie K. Brown. She's the um journalist in Miami. She wrote for the Miami Herald. She's the one who would not let the Jeffrey Epstein stuff sleep. Is she the one that broke it? Yes. She continuously wrote about it continuously. They were delivering. She had she had so much information that she was doing, pursuing on the side, off the record, off paycheck. Is that done? What? Yeah. Wow. Um, Good job. That's the danger of Prosecco. But she had so much on Jeffrey Epstein when she started investigating it on her own time that she had like um, somebody was following her at one point and then somebody delivered a, a chopped off head of a cat to her front porch as like a threat like really keep going dead birds on her porch um 
And then when Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty, she got to be there. She got to be in the crowd and everything. But an interesting Instagram page to follow regarding all this stuff would be House Inhabit. Have you heard of her? House Inhabit? House Inhabit. She's also deep diving the Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff right now. Wait, so who who is she first off? House Inhabit is... She is a journal, freelance journalism person. I don't even know if she is a legitimate journalist. Wait, House Inhabit? Yes. Jessica Kraus. Oh, House Inhabit. Yeah. House Inhabit. Gotcha. So she deep dives. Her big focuses are the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell trial, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, and Britney Spears. Those are her focal points. Okay. But she has so many resources, and she worked a lot with Julie K. Brown, that... She's another one that has a lot of information where she was getting threats. They were lawyers were contacting her. So to she's shut just her a up, journalist, but not even like she went to school to work for like the New York Times or anything. She's an influencer turned journalist because she created such a open and honest like this is what's happening that now people legitimately go to her before they go to the press because she releases it. She's had her Instagram page shut down. She's been sent cease and desist letters. She has been like targeted because she releases the stuff that's true. She's another one that she went to the Ghislaine Maxwell trial all on her own. And she took her own notes. She released so, notes every day. So what was that trial? Who was she, that lady? Ghislaine Maxwell was the girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. She took the hit once he died. She helped traffic the young girls, the underage girls. Got you. So she was going so she to trial. Was, oh, yeah. And she's guilty. She's going to prison for the rest of her life. She already did. She got sentenced to like 27 years. But she's already 60. So they, they, that that's actually true then. So everything that oh, was yeah, happening there. And, oh, yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell was a socialite, a millionaire. She might even be a billionaire. Um, she was dating Jeffrey Epstein. She would arrange the girls to go in for their massages and she would help traffic them, basically source them, find them. So, and I'm I'm behind the eight ball in this. So this island stuff. Yes, his island is up for sale right now. I think. So he owned this island. Yes, and basically, and Bill it was Gates just, used to go to it. Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew. Right? No, they're proven on the flight logs. They've been logged on the flight logs. That's why they're in hot water. Jeffrey Epstein. So you know how Bill Gates and Melinda Gates split so, suspiciously. It yep. was over, she went on the record and said it was over his ties to Jeffrey Epstein. So there is some true and some... So what's this black book? I'm looking up it right now. The black book is the name of all of the politicians, celebrities, and royalty people that he had in his black book that he contacted, he hung out with, he had on his island, he helped like... So like Brittany, Nina, these are people that were girls, I'm assuming, going. Like yeah. David Copperfield, magician. So he's on, these people were like on the name of like they went. Yes. Another one that was very controversial was um, people who watch Real Housewives. You know how that's a very popular reality TV show? Uh, yes. So one of the people on Real Housewives of New York City was Carol Radswell. She married um, Anthony Radswell, who was JFK's nephew. Mm-hmm. He was a prince. The Radswells were royalty. Carol Radswell is in that black book. So if you buy Carol Radswell's novel called What Remains, on her bottom, you know how in the back they have the picture of the author? Yep. The photo was taken by Ghislaine Maxwell. So Carol, Wads- Carol Radswell denies knowing Ghislaine Maxwell, but she referenced her in her book. She was her headshot photographer. 
she knew Ghislaine Maxwell. So all these people are trying to pretend like they were not associated with them, but they were associated with them. Whether they knew what was going on or not, it's a melting pot of celebrities, politicians, and royalty that were all in Jeffrey Epstein's circle. But the worst part is, is Jeffrey Epstein was wildly... Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein... There's like Delta Airlines, flight couriers. Yes. And Jeffrey Epstein, going back on like how he got to where he is, he was wildly... I would almost say not really qualified to be doing the things he did. So like there's a new documentary out right now called Angels and I'm going to call it Angels and something, but it's the Victoria's Secret documentary. Jeffrey Epstein was like handling his finances. How did he get in contact with the CEO of Victoria's Secret? Like how did he get so high up and how did he manipulate his way into getting into these big million and billion dollar corporations and contacts to be the person that he is? His his money is essentially like it could potentially be semi-stolen because he was handling the books for these people. He was like sourcing the money and he shouldn't have been sourcing the money. The Jeffrey Epstein like conspiracy circle is insane. It's like captivating to the point where you can't quit it. It's one of the most fascinating things ever. So this is just like... Like Prince Andrew is completely like out of all royal activities because he's in a photo with um virginia i think it's gilfoyle is her name Prince a minor andrew paid at least one visit private jet to the island yeah oh one he did more than that he was like best buddies with jeffrey epstein i don't buy that for a second um but then all of a sudden when jeffrey epstein was in trouble Stephen hawking uh i did read that was charged in lawful set. Stephen hawking isn't that the guy yeah the guy with the computer he can't really yeah. talk did he die no, I don't think he did. Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh. Let me see. Stephen Hawking visited the island with a group of partial physicists, cosmic theories, including three. Um, March 2006. <laughs> barbecue under the conference. The conference took place on the neighboring island. But Thomas had hosted the barbecue in Little St. Whatever. Oh, I didn't know Bill yet. Clinton, obviously. Bill Clinton was often... They traveled a lot together for charity. Claims... Um, but we all know Bill Clinton's track record, so I don't know. Virginia about that. Roberts, later known as Virginia Goff, claims in a lawsuit that while working at Donald Trump's Mar, Mar- yeah, so Donald Trump is really involved in this, and Donald Trump has tried to cut all ties and connections to Jeffrey Epstein. Well, Donald, I mean, I don't know much about Donald Trump and Clinton, but like Donald Trump went to their daughter's wedding. Oh yeah, they were friends. Yeah, they were good friends. So minus the front, the fact that they were running against each other. Yep. Um, which I don't know if that's like actually hated each other. I think it's politics. So they had to like no, play I into it. No, I think they do now. Cause I think Donald Trump is very emotional. Well, I mean, it just, you got both of them running, like obviously for president, like the biggest office in the world and they're up against each other. Um, huh? Yeah. I didn't, I, I'd have to read it. David Copperfield. And I have multiple books you should read if you are interested. I'm not going to read a book on it. I might watch the documentary. Oh my God, it's fascinating. I know, but I'm not like into like gossipy stuff like this. No, so. it's not gossip. It's true crime. Uh, I mean, I'm not into that kind of He's stuff. He's dead, man. He's dead. I know. So that's like, to me, it's like, eh. It's just interesting to see the melting pot of power. You know what I mean? Because this, the reason he got away with everything he did is because he was a white male in power. He got a lot of... So you know what he was also doing? He was buying the silence of the Miami Police Department. He was donating new hard drives. He was donating new software. So he owned this whole island? Yeah, the one. It's I think it's off of St. Bart's. Um, 
It had a name. What's the name of it? Oh my God, I know it. Uh, they call it a St. John's or St. Yeah, Joe's so or... I think it's for sale. You want to go buy it? It's for sale. Yep. No, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, Look, no one will buy it. It's like cabana bars and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like the most searched thing. Jeffrey Epstein Island. Ooh. I don't know. That's up for sale for 120. I mean, 125 mil if I had money to burn. Why not buy an island? I mean, it's creepy. I agree. Which is wild because it's just like doubts over 125 million price obviously hasn't sold yet not worth that yeah so he yeah he's off of the virgin islands his little thing his little island so i wonder how far that is from here jeffrey Epstein's mansion caribbean sea little saint thomas island is what it's called imagine owning an island no i can't doesn't richard branson own an island yeah sir richard branson (laughs) um except his island i think is in the not in the Mediterranean. No, this is in the Caribbean. Really? E- Epstein was in Caribbean. Oh, he's Necker Island in um, the Virgin Islands, I think, right? Is he Necker Island? Who? Uh, Richard Branson. Oh, man, that's gross. Richard. Yeah, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff is disgusting. Uh, yeah. It's like Je- Je- orgies Richard... and things like that. I mean, there's Richard Branson Island, ne- Nectar Island, and Virgin, the British Virgin Islands. Um, I mean, I don't care. Just don't. Not, you can stay. Like, not kids stuff. That's gross. Richard man. Branson, private Caribbean island costs $105,000 a night. Um, Do you want to go? You have 105000 For what? Next island? Yeah. Well, I'm going. Wait, where? Oh, San Juan. San Juan. Isn't that Puerto Rico? San Juan? Yeah. San Juan. San Juan. It's right off of Puerto Rico. Um So he owns a little the British Virgin Islands. That's wild. Like this little neck neck necker island. Again, imagine just own an island. That I I think that's the biggest flex of all time. I own an island. Not a plane. Did you I see own an the island. the whatever the big mega millions thing was last two weeks ago that was up for grabs? Um Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see the thing where the weatherman did a deep dive on how much money is in it to give people a perspective? And he he priced it out on his, um, during the news, he said, all right, I calculated this. You could buy an island. You could buy a private island in the Caribbean. You could buy a private jet. You could fly to this location 797 times and you would still have approximately $605 million left in the bank if you did this correctly. And I'm like, wait, what? I think if I won that, I'd buy an island. I'd want an island. Would you buy me one? I would just invite Trump you to Trombley's could be next to, next door to the Hewitt Channels. The Nectar Island. You know? We just have a yacht And that then we could and get boats that crew when you're being mean to him, he could come to our house. Oakland could just come hang out with us, you know, vibe. Oakland be like, I'm gonna take my my yacht to the to yeah. Anna's house. Yep, my yep. my Care Bear yacht. I got, I'm gonna buckle my, my Care Bears in. Um, <laughs> Necker Island. Um, wow. Yeah. That's wild. How far is Necker Island from where we're sitting right this second? Pretty far. I mean, I can't walk there if that's what you're asking. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Prince Edward Island before, and that's that's far. It's an we can get there in 18 hours for $4,551, according to Google. On what? Plane, train, automobile? Connecting two or more stops, round trip price, September 2nd to the 6th. 
Wow. Hey, $4, Richard, we're coming to hang out. We got five grand. Why is Richard Branson so rich? I don't know who this guy is. Virgin Mobile. Actually, uh, look up. You see to the left of Steve Carell? The Michael Scott? Yep. You see? There's four books there. Yeah. The Life of Trees. Oh, Shout yeah. out Philip Hewitt. And then, or not Philip Hewitt, Philip Page. And then <laughs> if you go right above, Virgin Way, uh, Like a Virgin, and I forgot what Richard, the other one. So he, he founded Virgin. Virgin oh, Mobile, yeah. Virgin, Virgin Planes, Airways. Virgin Airways, yes. all that stuff. Um, the cool thing about Richard Branson, I've, I haven't read all those. I'm really, um, I want to dive into them. So Richard Branson, he's one of those like adventure kind of dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's into um, travel. He's into like skydiving. He's yeah. into like risk taking. He's into like having fun. Like you work hard, play harder. Like he's kind of one of those dudes. But I think he's just like very chill and he's got like long hair and just kind of, I, I feel like well, he's obviously. I don't think he has long hair. Does he have long yeah. hair? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, Yeah. No? I don't think so. Richard Branson. He usually <gasps> kind of has. He does have long hair. You're gonna right. Say, he usually okay, I'm has thinking like, of a totally different dude. He's kind of got like white longish hair. Yeah. He's a British entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he might have like, he cut it, but it's long. It's not like a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a couple photos where it's short, but pri- primarily it's down to like his shoulder. Maybe just above. He's married? Most likely. Yeah, he's got He's kids. been married for 30 years to he's Holly al- Branson. He's always been in good shape and he's always been like, you know, just kind of like has fun. Wow. So he's one of those guys like multi-billionaire, but... Um, what do I have to do to have this happen to me? Sir Richard Charles Nicholas Branson. British billionaire, entrepreneur, and business magnet. 70s, he founded the Virgin Group, which today controls more than 400 companies in various fields. Yeah, I mean, he's just got a massive holding company. I mean, just got it. But I mean, obviously, he's been doing this for years and years and years. So, um, yeah, I mean, he yeah, he's oh, been married twice. Been was married in two thousand or no, sorry, nineteen eighty nine, year of my birth. Um, but yeah, I mean, hits. No, he's a. I mean, I find that he's interesting. Um, I want to read his books. I just, I just like his style. I like his. Uh, he seems like a dope dude. I think he just has a good time. A dope dude. Which I appreciate. A double D. A dope dude. Sorry, I don't know why I just like that. I like the way that sounded. Double D, dope dude. Yep. Interesting. Richard Richard Branson. That's quite the name, too. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds like a British spy. Like Richard Branson. Um, You know what's funny? Like Actually, you know who I think stayed at Richard Branson's property? The girl that I used to work with that stole all that money from the company locally. Worked at Virgin? No. I think she stayed on his island. Let's see. Allegedly, Let me look it up because she publishes everything. Like, tell me. Um, I'm looking right now. I think she did travel. Let's see. Okay, what's it called again? His island, Necker. Necker. I was just gonna call it nectar, like nectarine. There's no T. I, th- I thought the same thing, but like yeah. Neck. Um, I just can't imagine publishing this stuff after I steal. But like Neck Necker Island. I mean, but again, imagine having an island. Like if you won, I was thinking about this. Say you won the lotto, and you had an absurd amount of money. What what was it? Was it a billion dollars? Wait. What was what was the most recent Powerball? Let me see. Most recent powerball uh winning amount i don't know i don't know why it's not popping up august 5th did anybody win it though 
Yeah, Illinois. Someone in Illinois won. Um, most recent Powerball winner. Most recent Powerball winner. What's her name? Did they release it? Um, here's the tax bite. No, someone actually yeah, it was Vermont. Someone won the Powerball, but I feel like. Was it the Powerball? She's not or was as a different cool one? to steal from Richard Branson. So I was lied. that? I made that up. I thought she went to the island there. On... So there's like, how does the Powerball work? I feel like there's multiple. I don't understand it, but apparently before you claim it, you have to get a lawyer. That's what I've been told. My mom always told me that if I ever won the lottery, I have to get a lawyer before I announce I won. I heard that too. Yep. I think you're supposed to not claim you won it and put it, you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, you're sp- supposed to. Didn't you? Never mind, I can't. I f- Did I ever win the lottery? No. No. Um, but I think you're you're supposed to not put your name like you're supposed to try to file it under something different. Didn't you think you won the lottery? <laughs> Did I? I thought I won the lottery. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's a dream you had. Maybe. Maybe you're I like, mean, I'm I also wish, dreaming that this crook went to I, Richard I, Branson. I island. wish Galen won the lottery so he could buy me an island. Um, no, I <laughs> didn't. Seriously, I think I've been a good enough friend. Really? <laughs> buy me an island. I'm not, not about being a friend, but I'm saying, really? You thought I won, a, won the uh, lotto? That would been kind of cool. There's I mean, a there's lot. a lot of people that wins a lotto. <laughs> um, yeah, but not just that. Um, there's a lot of legal terms to winning the lottery that I don't know if I want to li- win the lottery. Yeah, so a lot of these people start throwing like like names under that like aren't real names. So did anyone win that Powerball? That's what I'm wondering. I, I don't know. That's what I was asking you. I, someone won on August 3rd, 2022. Okay, that's it. That's the one. Oh, Illinois. Oh, no, Pennsylvania. Oh. Someone won Vermont. Annuity value and cash value. I don't... I'm assuming if you take the cash as a one-time lump sum or you knew it annuities over time, I don't... What's... I, I guess I don't know the difference. My, my thought would be take the annuity. So, like, perfect example. The person for Vermont, cash value was $208 million. Two hundred eight point four million. Holy if you were crap. to take the annuity value of three hundred sixty six point seven, it's almost a it's one hundred sixty thousand sixty million more dollars. And my guess is that they just drip it out to you over time. Yeah. I don't know how this all works, but I would take that. I'm not going to spend it all. And I'd probably it, be the one to spend it all. Can't. But lie. I wouldn't want the cash value. I'd want. And maybe I'm looking at this wrong because I don't know how this works. But I would take the annuity. In chunks, knowing I'm going to make 160 more million dollars, how are you going to else are you going to make 160 million dollars? Just make a decision. Like, yeah, I'll just wait to get my money a little bit later. Then you set up some type of trust yeah. and you just let it roll out to your like generational wealth. Wait, how That's, does that work? How does a trust work? How do people? How okay, you know the term old money? Yep. They come from old money. Yep. How Titanic. is it old money? How does it roll down generation to generation and become more and more and more? Ti- Titanic. But how does it work? Ro- Rose was old money. Molly Brown, new money. Um. I don't get it. So old money is like generational wealth. But how does it grow to be bigger over generation? I, like, okay, is it so just sitting in a I'm, stockpile? What does that mean? So I'm not in, I'm not, so like, okay. How does, how do, I'm going to do the first thing. How do people, how does, what is it, we say old money? Yeah. How does old money work? Oh, now does. God, I, I Old money is wealth that's generated, sustained, and passed through families over multiple generations. Term is also used to describe families, individuals, members of lineage. For example, Anderson Cooper's old money. He's a Vanderbilt. So how does old money stay rich? Yeah. 
accumulate assets or savings to bridge interruptions in income, thus guarding against downward social mobility. Old money applies so to those upper class. So what does that class. mean, though? Would I have to be investing in, like, the stock market? No, what, no. What do I have to is do with my assets? Is the inherited wealth of an established upper class family? Like, is this my asset right here? Am I holding it? No, nope, you just drink asset? your asset. That's what happened. The term typically describes <laughs> a social class of rich who have been able to maintain their wealth. It's in over this ice bucket. <laughs> perceived members of the de facto aristocracy in societies that historically lack an official. So... Basically, what you can do with a lot of these, the Carnegie's, the Vanderbilt's, all these like really high ed, end people, yeah, is that they put money away, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in what trusts, things like that, that accumulate. If you put money away and you have like, this is what people talk about getting financially like uh, wealthy, free, whatever. If you have enough money to put away in each year, you're making interest on that money, and that interest. So for, anything I put in savings, I'm going to make interest on. Depending the type of savings that you put it in. But yeah, like normal savings at your bank, you're making nothing. Like you're better off spending the money. Inflation's going higher than savings. Well, I work at Danamora Federal Credit Union. What if I do it in a credit union? Check the savings rates. But typically your savings right now are nothing. Like you, like you so actually- So would I have to have more money than an average person to be able to put it somewhere where I'd get money back? So say say you had a million dollars sitting somewhere and you were making a certain percentage each year on, on interest. You were making it. Like you're yeah. just making a dividend, whatever, if you're in stocks, like if you're making that money, if you had enough, say you had some amount of money set aside that any interest dividends or whatever you were paid each year resulted in a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Meaning you're going to get a hundred thousand dollars to do nothing because your money's sitting there. You don't touch it. You just get paid every year on the interest. Is that what happens with retirement? Is this a dumb question? I mean, it could in theory, but you'd. But I'm talking like you'd need enough money, like you would be spending that hundred thousand dollars, and say your lifestyle was under a hundred thousand dollars, then you are good forever. You don't have to do a thing. You can sleep all day long. It doesn't matter. But if you once you start spending, why doesn't over, stuff like this happen to me though? Well, you got to have enough in the nest egg. So the idea with generational <sighs> wealth, like take let's take someone like okay, Elon Musk. If Elon Musk. Ugh, sure. you love Elon Musk. I do. It makes me gag. I do. You don't like Elon Musk. He drives me crazy. And well, we've had also this discussion too. Re- he makes me crazy. Well, then don't don't watch him. So um, I don't, but you always talk about him. <laughs> I think he's better to talk about than the real housewives. Um, I disagree. <laughs> okay. So 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 the idea behind it is like if Elon Musk sheltered his money enough he bought real estate he put his money away he started trust he started stuff that he could give to his kids he's got a lot of kids all of a sudden over time yeah like if elon was like listen i have like i think there's like seven or eight kids if i if i turn around and dump in each of those kids a hundred million dollars like which is not even a a billion dollars i'm gonna say a billion oh, that's worth 200 million say he gives each kid a billion dollars Based on whatever the interest rate would be that he makes every single year, those kids are living off of millions and millions of dollars a year to do nothing. They just put it there. They get money. They just – they do whatever. These kids are going to have a – if he does that, these kids literally are going to have a – like a fake life. Like they're just – it's like they're not going to – Well, do you know whose book I read? No. Anderson Cooper is a Vanderbilt. I don't know if you know that. Coop? Hooper? Anderson Cooper. I know. I just read that to you. Yeah, he's a Vanderbilt. Anderson Cooper's Anderson Cooper's old money. He's a Vanderbilt. He's from Newport, Rhode Island. The the Breakers. That's his family. So he changed his name though, so he did not get handed jobs. But his entire fortune. So he has one or two kids now. I think two. Okay. He is not giving them the money. He's giving it to charity because he is making his whole claim to fame has been. He's that got twelve million. 
dollars a year. So he's he's making his children like grow up not under the Vanderbilt umbrella because he does not want the money to like dictate it because he got his job by not claiming to being a Vanderbilt. He was into his career before he ever revealed he was a Vanderbilt. Did you know that? So upon her death, Vanderbilt left her son, Anderson Cooper, Gloria Vanderbilt, almost yep. an entire, her entire estate, which is valued at less than $1.5 said that the Vanderbilt's lost a lot of money. Yeah, but he still has a lot of money. He would have. He donated a lot of it, but he's also not he giving. He makes $12 million a year on So he's openly said he is not giving his children his estate and his money and all that stuff. It's going to go to basically, I think, charities. Google that part. It says... Based in Forbes, 2022, Anderson Cooper's net worth is 310 million. Yeah, which that's still a lot of money to not give your inheritance. Anderson Cooper net worth is 310 million inheritance. Vanderbilt CNN salary. But they also donated a lot of their. I don't think I knew that. So they donated a lot of their money, the Vanderbilt money, to back into the Breakers and the Newport Mansion Society. He makes two million dollars a month. Okay, that's a lot of trips to Target, you know. Yeah, maybe I should have married a Vanderbilt, except... Well, isn't he gay? He's gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know you know what? Hide it. Get it for the insurance. But it's crazy to think that he did not go by the... If he had gone by the name Vanderbilt, Anderson Vanderbilt, I don't even think his first name's Anderson, is it? He owns nine cars, weighs 167 pounds. <laughs> Business income, eight mil. Salary from CNN, 15 mil. Annual income, 16 mil. It doesn't make sense there. But. What's the salary for Don Lemon on CNN? Don Lemon? Yeah, Don Lemon. Annual salary? Yeah. I don't even know who Don Lemon is. This just is going to show me what a Vanderbilt gets versus... Don Lemon, black guy? Yeah. He's four million. Too. He's four million? What's his, what's his claim to fame? He does the nighttime show. He took oh, but he's not Chris like Cuomo's job. But he doesn't even make half of what Anderson Cooper makes. Well, Anderson Cooper, I'm assuming, has been there way longer, too. I don't know. Don Lemon is like prime time. Don Lemon is in the prime time spot. I feel like Anderson Cooper's like what transcended was Chris Cuomo beyond. Making? What was Chris Cuomo making? He's been at... So... Chris Cuomo got fired from CNN over sexual Anderson Cooper's been there since 2001. Chris Cuomo... The Cuomo's didn't have a good year. Let's just see. No, that. they did not. <laughs> How much was he worth? How much was he paid yearly? Annual salary? Yeah. Um, net worth and salary. What's his net worth and what they is his salary? They say net worth was 12. His salary is 1 mil plus. So he only got 1 million. And he well, was the prime time number one listen no, to. No, 6 mil. 6 mil. 6 million a year? Yeah. Okay. Now let's Google... John Brennan. Chris Cuomo, man. No, actually not John Brennan. Let's do uh, Tucker Carlson. What is his yearly salary on Fox News? Carlson. Uh, See, this shit fascinates me. Annual. How much does he, how much does he What's get? What's the salary Tucker Carlson? Earns a, monthly, um, earns a monthly salary of four mil. So 36 okay. million. Okay, yeah. So he's been around a long time too. Um... Laura Ingram. Hannity dropped the number one rated show on Fox News for the first time in two years, falling behind Tucker Carlson. He remains the highest paid star in Fox, however, banking 25 a year from the network. I think it's Sean Hannity. Mm -hmm. 
Al Roker's salary, $10 million annually. What about Savannah Guthrie? <laughs> That's insane. $10 million to do them. I mean, it's good. They they earn it. Uh, trust me. They've Savannah Luster Holt, $15 million. Oh, my God. They make some insane. When you What's watch Savannah, the morning though, show. She's a female. Sorry. When you watch. Um, She'll be interesting. 8 mil. So I think Savannah has been the lead of the morning show longer than Lester, and she makes less, which kind of flags me. Um, dif- because also different news segments. I know, but still, they're both equally as important. I watch the morning more than night. So Savannah, and you know what? But, based on what I watch, maybe that's what her salary should be be based on. On what Anna Hewitt Channel in Plaster, New York watches? Google Hoda Kotb. What does she make for the morning? What's her What's her yearly salary? It's going to be less than um, Savannah. Anderson's Even- twelve. Um, Carson Daly, five mil. Five million. Okay, that makes sense. He's a Hoda Jenna's salary. Uh, the salary is between eight and ten million per year. Hoda, Al is ten million. He's been around forever. Well, he's been yeah, he's been around. So forever. he's only two million more than Savannah. What about Dylan Dreyer? I think she's cute. She's adorable. Um, Kelly Ripa, five million per year. Michael Strahan, seventeen million per year. Wow. He makes more than Kelly Ripa. He getting paid. Um, That's why he left Kelly Ripa to yeah. go to Good Morning America. Well, who would you want me to ask? Um, Dylan? Dylan Dreyer. Is it Dylan? American meteorologist. Probably five mil. Um, her net income is four mil. It says salary too. I don't believe it. She's only 41. That yeah, she's sense. young. Yeah, she's But she shocked me because during the pandemic, she had her, I think, third baby. Yeah. And she talked about how she did not move out of her apartment because it, she didn't want to have to pay. Two million. For how much it was a month to have her kids have their be able to have their own bedrooms in New York City because of how expensive it is. And but I, I mean, thought, well, that's it, her the, problem. Guess what? The middle class people are dealing with. But think about it. She's the second second person on today's show makes $2 million as a meteorologist as like a backup. Yeah. Like I was the number that's one guy. That's true. But like I if you told me I was saying $2 soon. million to read the maps on, I mean, Grinch, I know she has more than that. But What is Ann Curry? Do you remember her from the today's show? She I got do. outed. I, saw, I saw Ann Curry in real life uh, when I went there one time. She got done dirty. Well. Done dirty by the Today Show. But you, again, you watch the morning show, like Steve Carell. Yeah. Mitch Kessler is Matt Lauer. You know what I mean? So like Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> bless you, Jennifer Sorry. Aniston and uh, Reese Witherspoon are playing whoever, you know, on the, yeah. you know, Savannah, whatever you want to call it. But Jennifer Ann Aniston is apparently Savannah Guthrie. I, I love Jennifer Aniston. Um, annual salary, $5 million. What does she do now? I don't know. She has a net worth of twenty million, so she's fine. Yeah, she could retire on that. <laughs> you Google Anna Hewitt channel. What is her net worth? It's like negative, negative five hundred thousand. In, in in progress. Still building. <laughs> Call me back in five years. <laughs> Still building, like Katie Couric. Well, she has her own media company now. Salary ten her. mil, net worth one hundred and ten mil. Yeah, she's self. She's like self-promoting herself down too. She makes a lot of money. And her husband helps her. John Moliner? Is John Moliner her husband? Yes. The only I'm saying that is he just popped up. I, I no read clue. her book recently actually and it got a lot of negative reviews saying she was like shit-talking everybody. I know those people did not read the book because it wasn't. It was just her sharing her experience. She's only five feet tall. Yeah, she's teeny. Teeny tiny. So Moliner. What's Matt Lauer worth? Now, 
that'll be interesting. It's too bad. I actually really liked Matt Lauer when he was on the air. I liked him when he got fired. I was like, wait, what happened? And then I saw it. I was like, oh. Uh, 62 mil. He makes okay, a salary so of 8 fine. mil a year. He's okay. These guys are all fine. I think he lives on Long Island, right? Sag Harbor. Yeah. Yeah, he lives in Sag Harbor and he went through a divorce with his wife. Yeah. I mean, it's like Mitch Kessler. It, literally, that's what they, they based it off of. Yeah. Um, they're making what season? What is it called? Season three morning show. The morning show, but season three. Yep. So I find that. Will there be a season three? Yeah, they're filming it right now. Is look. that for sure though? Yeah, look. I'll show you what I saw today. Based on a true story, the morning show. Please, Witherspoon. There you go. Wow. That's a great series, though. Um, that one's the one I like. And then uh, my biggest show right now we're watching. Um, da, 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 da. Um, She's great in Big Little Eyes. Have you ever watched that? No. Oh, you should watch Big Little Eyes if you like the morning show. Game over. You know, look look at my face right now. Do you think I'm actually going to watch that show? It's so good. No. Not Brady likes it. it, too. My whole family liked it. Uh, you know what? Ted Lasso. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Ted Lasso, British soccer guy. Jason Sudeikis plays him. Yeah. It's on Apple TV, same as Morning Show. Fantastic. And you would not think, you're like, ah, oh, British sports guy, this is not great. And then you start realizing, like, it's such a simple show, but they, de- they develop the characters so well that these characters are super dynamic and super deep. Sounds like Real Housewives. Kidding. Super deep, but it's such an, it's not like, you know, when you have like House of Cards and it's like, or Ozark and it's really like yeah. drama and like, get yeah. up, pay attention. Like, it's like a comedy, like serious comedy, but it's like comedy, but like undertones of very serious stuff. Yeah. But these characters get developed super, like, layers deep, but it's a very, like, on the surface, like, fun show. Yeah. Easy to follow, kind of comical, kind of like just straightforward, but then it's like underneath. It's, it's almost so simplistic. That they've done a so, such a good job developing the characters in such a simplistic way. And it's, it's, it's like a beautiful blend yeah. of, of that. Did you watch on Netflix? I, I watched it like last week, I think. Oh, God. You don't even know the name? No, I did. Oh. Woodstock 99. No, but I keep reading about it online. I need to watch it. So Woodstock. So what happened in Woodstock in 99? Because I actually okay. have no so idea. So Woodstock 99. This is all new to me, but I did so, see Carson Daly's Carson, um, oh yeah. reporting got like recovered For, recently this week because he was there. Yeah. What was like, it? You do know Carson Daly like back in the day, right? Yes. Or, okay. He was like, I knew him from MTV. Yeah. So That's it, it, how I originally knew who Carson yeah, Daly was. Yeah, TRL. Because I was always watching on Sunday's Top 20 Countdown. Oh, so I watched TRL back in the day, which was Yeah, which I think amazing. that was it. No, I uh, think that's what it was. So Woodstock 99. So Woodstock 99 was the 30th anniversary of the actual Woodstock. Woodstock. What Jackson, is the Woodstock? Woodstock. Nineteen six. Woodstock. Like, Woods. I know the the town Woodstock, Vermont, where you go to Woodstock, concerts. Okay, Anna. Woodstock, the music festival in the sixties. Oh no, I don't know what that is. Who was in it? Are you being a smartass right now? <laughs> no, I swear on your life, I don't know what you're talking about. But you know about Woodstock '99, but you don't know about Woodstock. Yeah, I I, I assumed it was about the town Woodstock. Something no. crazy no, happened, okay. like maybe a fish concert. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was on the Air Force Base in uh, yeah, I know that's, what, that's the first thing that came to mind. No, which I will actually segue Fish into this, that, that concert, Clifford Ball. Wait, bear with me here. So 
Woodstock, 1969, they just had the anniversary of it. It just happened a couple days ago, like the whatever. It was in Bethel, New York. It wasn't in Woodstock, Vermont? No. Okay, then I don't. It was, it was in Bethel, which is not far from Woodstock. You drive down, it's just... So there's Woodstock, Vermont, and Woodstock, New York? Yes, there's nothing... Vermont has nothing... There's nothing to do with Woodstock, Where's Vermont. Woodstock, New York? It's if you go down 87... Drive down 87 when you get past, when you get into Hudson Valley, but like you'll pass like. Yeah, where my sister lives. Go past that. You're going into Hudson Valley. Like you're going to New York City. Hudson Valley. Oh. Deep. You're going down oh, like okay. Socrates. Like Poughkeepsie, past. In that area. In that area, you're going to take an, you go east. Nope. You go west. Sorry, you take a right. You go west. There's signs for Woodstock. Okay. There's like Stewart Air Force Base. There's like I didn't Newburgh. know this place existed. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I swear to God. You've never heard the term Woodstock. Woodstock, Vermont. Oh my God. Where you go to Anna, like smoke pot. Anna. Anna. <laughs> also Woodstock 69. You've never well, heard. Maybe I've like miscalculated oh every God. time someone references Woodstock. Oh my I've God. Never heard so Woodstock, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm telling this right now. All right. For, for the. So what uh, happened there? So what the is it? Other Did people one, die? So the other one person that's listening to this that does not know what Woodstock was. Woodstock 19. Okay. 1969. They host I'm a millennial. This, what can I say? They, I was I was born twenty years later. I was so Woodstock was a, a music festival. I did know it was a music festival. Peace and love. This was the hippy dippy, like peace love. See, uh, uh, peace love pot. I think it was a. Uh, um, who I just like like a uh, Jimi Hendrix closed it out. Uh, Clearance Clear Clearwater Revival. They were there. Mm-hmm. Um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they were there. All these like iconic bands from back in like the 60s played there. Okay. Bob, Di- uh, no, Bob Dylan did not play. Lived in Woods- uh, lived in Bethel, did not play. But long story short, whatever. Woodstock- Is Bob Dylan dead now? No, he's still, kill- he's still kicking. Oh, so does he so still the Woodstock- live in Bethel? I'll-, I'll do the whole thing. Woodstock Music Festival 1969 happened in Bethel, New York. It was not far from Woodstock. Don't know why they called it Woodstock, whatever. I didn't know. It attracted an audience of 400,000. 32 wow. acts performed. Okay. So they end up playing. It was a very like peaceful, like hippy dippy, like whatever. Okay. Here's the people that played. Um, let me see. Santana. I'm just going through like the Grateful Dead, CCR, Janis Joplin, The Who, Sly and the Family Stone, Jefferson Airplane, Joe Cocker, The Band, Crosby, Still, Nash and Young, Jimi Hendrix, a few other people. Um, th- this was like the big music festival. It was iconic. It was like culturally an iconic thing in history from the 1960s was during the Vietnam War. Okay, I Peace didn't know Broke that. Fest, all this stuff. Yeah. So Woodstock 99. They Wait, did, they, what year was this? The original was 69. Okay, I was going to say. The Vietnam War did not happen in the 80s. Why did I think you were talking about the 80s no, for no, a second? No, no, back to 69. Okay. So Woodstock 99 was the 30th anniversary. So the guy that actually put on Woodstock 99 is the same guy that put on Woodstock. Instead, they, held, they hosted it in Rome, New York. Um, they, they attempted to do the, based on the music festival, it was held in upstate New York at Griffiths Air Force Base, which is a decommissioned Air Force Base, think our base here in Plattsburgh. Yeah. There's 400,000 people over four days. Basically what happened, MTV hosted on uh, pay-per-view, all this stuff, controversy, difficult conditions, overpriced food and water, violence, sexual assault, looting, vandalism, uh-huh. and fires. This was a shit show. You gotta watch this. It, so... This, this now I'm really gonna have to watch this. Oh, you have to. Wa- oh my I god! I thought I knew about it, and I don't know anything about it. You have to watch this. So 
Basically, it was an old Air Force base. There was two stages. The stages were over two miles away from each other on the Air Force base. You had to walk from one to the other. There's no tree cover. It's in the middle of August. It's hot as hell. There's no shade. The water, they took everybody's water and food when you walked in. Now, this is 99, so like whatever. But they like took people's food Holy and water. Crap. The price that they were charging people for that food and stuff at the time was outrageous. So people were like, I'm getting gouged for food. There's no place to go. All the porter potties were overflowing. It was disgusting. They ended up pulling down a couple of the music stands. They, they ended up setting fire to some stuff because they passed candles around. Don't know why. They did. They didn't really have police. They had people that were called the Peace Squad, which is like giving you and me a yellow t-shirt and just being like, you're the police. And you're like, okay, so I get in free, get to hang out. There was no security. yet, And there were all these like, Basically, like teenage, twenty-year-old kids, and what happened was everybody's on drugs, everybody's drinking, everybody's like yeah. partying, loud music. Uh, there's a lot, like if you watch it, there's just, I mean, a lot of nudity, but there's like a lot of sexual assaults, like. Um, Yikes! I mean, but it was like it was like a bad. It wasn't like peace and love. It was like go break shit, like and so here's the people. Um, so what is Carson Daly's role that he got? He he was for just it? like a covering it. He was just like a reporter. Like, I wouldn't call him VJ. They used to call him VJs back in the day. But he was like, he hosted TRL. He's kind of like what he does on the news now. Yeah, he yeah. just hosted it and he would like interview people. But Carson yeah. Daly was like iconic back in the day for MTV. So, violence, vandalism, <laughs> like all this stuff. And then they go, they really go into, um, so there's a ton of bands that played. Um, I'll go through some of them. But basically, oh, this is, this, this makes me so happy. So, Vertical Horizon played. I'm going through the bands that I know. There's a few. Strange Folk, one of my all-time favorite bands, formulated in Burlington, played at the Mayor's Cup here, played in this. The thing is, when this when this goes on, they don't talk about all the bands that actually played. They talk about kind of like the main like headliners for the night, and yeah. I'll go through them. And you may not have heard these bands, but they're um, G-Love and Special Sauce, so I'm actually seeing on Sunday night with two other bands. Um, really? Yep, he played. Um, Wait, who else is playing on Sunday night? Dispatch and OAR. Oh, Pump. Yeah, James yeah. Brown came out, Cheryl Crow, DMX, X gonna give it to you, Bush Offspring. So one of the headliners was Corn. I don't know if you know who Corn yep, is. I do know. Um, very just crazy. Um, Mo Lit Buck Cherry, The Roots, Insane Clown Posse, and then it was. Let me see who else we had here. Moby, <laughs> the T T Hip played. Kid Rock played, Wycliffe Jean played, Crowning Crows, Dave Matthews Band, Alanis Morissette. Dave Matthews and Kid Rock, wow. Metallica, Rage Against Metallica. the Machine, and Limp Biscuit. They spend a lot of time on Limp Biscuit, a lot of time on Corn, and a lot of time on the Chili Peppers. Um, Guster played, Everclear, Ice Cube, Mickey what? Hart, Mickey Hart from the Dead. Um, who else we have here? Strange Folk again. They played two. Flat, Fatboy Slim did a DJ guest set that they canceled. Someone on. Basically, like, I don't know, the ecstasy or whatever drove a car in to, like, the venue. It was, like, it was outrageous. Willie Nelson, Everlast, Jewel, Creed, um, Chili Peppers, Rusted Root, Our Lady Peace, Collective Soul, Megadeth, Godsmack, Seven Dust. Um, Who else we got here? So, like... It sounds like it was... So, it was very much more, like, minus, like... I love Dave. I love um, T yeah. Hip. I love Counting Crows, Strange Folk. So there were some like good legit bands there. The problem was they all played like like 
normal, like just chilling, like playing. Yeah. It was always the night shows because you had all the kids that had like woken up and revived themselves and were just, you know, basically high and chaos as a kite. Chaos broke out, yeah. Chaos broke out. And the problem was when you're dealing with corn, you're dealing with limbiscuit, dealing with the chili peppers, they kind of like promoted it because they're like, yeah. it's Woodstock. And you got to think these guys at the time are like 20s and 30s. They're kids themselves. They're like, oh my God, this Woodstock, we're at Woodstock. And I think the cult, the idea of Woodstock was such a uh, uh, a major thing in history. Yeah. And for 30 years, like these guys were probably born like after Woodstock took place. So now they're going in, they're actually doing shows. And I think they just bought into it. And they're not seeing how bad it is. They're backstage. They get on stage yeah. and they just see. I mean, here's photos of. So basically this movie, this thing is. A, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's three years. Um, like, like, look at this. Like, this is Woodstock. Like, now this Holy is 99 cow. Woodstock. But when you go through it, like, look at the people. There's wow. Fred Durst. Um, it's like, you it was like muddy or shitty. Like, throwing garbage and bottles out because they, like, people were thirsty and, and they were spraying people down with water. There was like six, 6,000 people that were hospitalized or something. Oh my God. They tore, they tried to tear down that tower. People crowd surfing, fires broke out. Like Limbiscuit has a song called "Break." I think "Break Stuff," "Break Things," something like that. So people started breaking shit. He was crowd surfing on like, on like, uh, bore, uh whatever it's called, "Girl with No Bra." On. Um, oh my god! Oh, pulling stuff down. Like it was just like chaos. And but look at how many people were there. No, seriously. And it was just like a big frat party. And the problem was there was just like nobody that. Holy cow. That's like intense. It, it was like take a bunch of 20, 30 year olds, give them all the alcohol and drugs in the world, no supervision, and just let them go and let's just have their favorite music playing. Like imagine how a train wreck that would be. And that's what it was. Well, if you think about it, my cousin recently went to SPAC with actual, it was a Morgan Wallen concert. With, oh, was there the next day? With the actual security. The stories she told me, I just remember being like, and there was like security at this thing and this is how people were behaving. Like even with supervision and like people stopping stuff, it was absolute chaos. It's kind of like when you think about um, that thing in the media right now, the Travis Scott Astro World, how he, the people died and he was promoting like the mosh pit to like continue to rage. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, okay, and that gets done with all these people like there to break it up. And then you think about things like Woodstock where you're like, holy cow, no wonder it was a freaking mess. In 99, I mean, you're talking just a different time period. Yeah. Like 20, I mean, it's 20, what, 23 years ago. I mean, it was just a different time in history and like it, it was just insane. And I think and that's pretty crazy. And I mean, if anybody hasn't watched it, it's like, I remember Woodstock 99 being like a joke, like just a wild time. Like yeah. there's people with the, the police patrol they're just people wow but there was peace like no they're not even called police they're peace patrol peace patrol because like yeah i'm just gonna keep the Good peace God. i'm like keep the peace there's thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people just Did, how many people died uh there's a few i would imagine there were a few um it, but i mean oh yeah right there how many people died at woodstock it said three people um there that's was a it there was a ton that were hospitalized because of dehydration. There's a ton. Of, I mean, you're just, you're in, I mean, think about middle of August. You're just in a mash of people. Yeah. It actually was probably nicer when the sun went down, but the sun's out and you're just crammed up and you have nothing to drink and you're just like bouncing around, jumping around. 
Like people were just dropping like flies. Like they're pulling people out and bringing them to the medic tents just to like revive oh, them. Oh God. So, but this was Woodstock 99, which is insane. But when you start watching this, it, I mean, it, it looks like, like an Armageddon scene. At like a couple points wow. you see fighters out there and just smoke and people all over the place. And like, oh. this is wild. Um, but yeah, if you can watch it, it, it was a pretty, it was. Now I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. I, I would watch that first just because it, it, it's cultural, culturally relevant because people are now watching it. I know. I keep reading about it all over Twitter. It's, I keep it's seeing insane. it on Instagram. Um, I saw a thing the other day talking about Carson Daly was there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what does Carson Daly have to do with it? You know what I mean? Well, he was just, he was working for MTV. Yeah. But he even said like MTV was like. He was covering it. Well, like, let's get this, like, let's get out of here. Like, this is just, a, like, we can't be here. Because like, they're throwing stuff at them. Like, it was just a mess. Because they were just like, they were. Um, it was on pay-per-view back in the day. So if anybody knows what pay-per-view is, it's like you pay yeah. to get stuff or shows. Um, and they were paying for people or people were paying and MTV was kind of like doing all the journalism stuff for the announcing. Yeah. So they had like stations set up and like, oh, this is cool. Like MTV. And um, it was just a mess. It was an absolute mess. And it was kind of like a when it, and a funny thing was in the show, the guy that the promoter and the guy that put it on who put on the original Woodstock, this guy's like, hippy dippy like oblivious to life yeah and uh they're like it's bad out there like this is crazy like no just we had a couple it was like very isolated we had a couple bad things but everybody's having fun and you know just really enjoying the music and they're like no 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 there's like sexual assault there's people dropping like flies there's like things getting burnt and torn apart and people aren't getting water and like they no it's like I've heard really good feedback. Yeah. But it was like when you watch it and like watch the clips, we're like, there's no way they can't see this. And they just said these guys were out of touch. Like they just were kind of like doing their thing. Kind of denying, yeah. Well, they were also like backstage doing interviews and they weren't like in the scene. They're like, have you been out there? Like this isn't safe. And that was the, it was wild. I'd actually be curious if anybody went to Woodstock 99, I'd love a firsthand account because I mean, this documentary, I mean, there's gotta be people from up here that went to Woodstock 99. Yeah. I mean, you're 25 years ago. If you got someone in their 50s or mid-20s, they fit right in the demographic. Wow. So, I don't know. But... Do you know what's funny? This just made me think of something. Two days ago, I met somebody who knew someone who attended the January 6th insurrection. That attended it? Yeah, like from the- Plattsburgh. Okay. And in my head, I'm thinking, I would love to know what... Whereas you saw it on the news, you know what I mean? We know how chaotic and bad it was. I would love to see what he thought was happening. You know what I mean? Do you find, have we ever, I'm trying to think, is there anything that's like culturally significant that you've ever been a part of in real life? Um, I'm trying to think if there's something that I'm like, oh my God, I was there at that moment or time. I think a big intense thing that locally I was a part of was after the George Floyd situation, the protests downtown, I think were really intense. But like I'm saying like at a national scale, um, the meaning, like, I mean, there's protests everywhere, but it wasn't like pro no offense, but it wasn't like protests where the guy died. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like it happened yeah. in Plattsburgh. No, I I'm, didn't know you met nationally. I, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking like the only one I can think of obviously is like prison break where I remember, I remember watching the news yeah. and it'd be like, Oh, there's, helicopters up ahead looking for these people I'm like oh my god and this yeah, is like it was in it, yeah. June and we had the door open all of a sudden you're and you hear and I look look up and there's a copter a helicopter going over my house yep and then Miguel Almaguer was like at the end of our road not our road but like yeah I mean he was a mile from my house I remember and like you'd be like oh my god that's that corner yeah the day it happened 
where we woke up and we found out like prisoners broke out it was like nine o'clock i had been i went out with my friends the night before like nothing happened and i remember my dad and i got in the car and we drove up to danamora because my uncle has a farm like four blocks from the prison and he actually hays the field where the unclaimed prisoners who pass away are buried he he hays right there that's his field so He hays there, but I remember I said to my dad, I woke him up and I was like, dad, like there's prisoners loose right now. My dad was like, okay, well, it won't last long. Like there's so much up there. I remember driving up to Danamora, pulling into my uncle's farm and he was hanging in his field at his house with a shotgun on his lap. And he said it was because the cops had been to his house first thing in the morning and they basically were telling everybody this is not good. No one has any leads. No one knows where they are. They could be anywhere at this point um they didn't know anything about it and then I remember for weeks like one day we took our dogs to the groomer we had George and Bitsy we went to Katyville and the streets were lined with the guys in all black just lined hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and Alexis got emotional because she's crazy had her head out the window like thanking all of them like thank you thank you thank you because they were just lining the streets and that was pretty crazy that whole thing was wild well um I remember, so I was actually at a showing up in Moore's and I remember the first, I remember calling Gina. I was like, oh, there's like a, there's like a traffic stop. Like yeah. we're route 22 Checking and trunks and yeah, we're route 22 and 11 meet up in, uh, in Moore's. So I was like, I had a showing right there. I was getting on 22 to come back towards Plattsburgh and, and cut up to Morrisonville and I just remember sitting there and they're like, yeah, two, like we're looking, people escaped. I'm like, escaped. And in my head, yeah. when I was a kid years ago, I remember someone escaped and I couldn't, I don't remember. I know exactly which, from the Clinton County Jail. Was it Clinton County the Jail? The Russian spy dude, Vladimir. It might have been. And he was like, he could kill you with his hand. It was a whole it, ordeal. It, I was it a little, been. little girl when it happened. Yeah, it probably was that thing. Because yep. I remember stopping kind of down by Cumberland Head by the, you know, yes. getting off the yep. exit. I think it was that and guy. And they were stopping and looking yes. at cars. Yep. And I remember as a kid, I'm like, wow, this is wild. So when this happened, I was a little kid. Yep. So when this happened, I was thinking like, oh yeah, this has happened before. No big, like whatever. It happens. And, uh, you know, Shawshank. And then all of a sudden, I like get on the news like, no, he's broken out of that prison in 250 years. I was like, what like and at that point i was like oh this is wild yeah and uh so that was the first time that i ever had that i i found out about it was up there and i just remember calling and i'm like yeah not not a big deal mm-hmm. and then i get on we just like it was early in the morning i had the, my showing was like at eight in the morning so i found out it's like 8 30 in the morning i got home it was before nine so i think we put on it was a saturday i believe yeah so like sunday and we like Pla- put in danamore new york is put like the news on CNN. and like national news yeah. is all over yeah. i was like Oh, this is like a thing. Yeah. I thought it was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, they'll just catch the guy tomorrow. Yep. Um, yeah, that was wild. I That's probably the only time I've ever seen something where I was like in that. Because uh-huh. um, we were like living it too. There were people, I was working at Taylor Rental at the time, and one of our guys, he came in, and it was like two and a half weeks in. He lived out in Morrisonville, and for some reason they had um, they had some sort of lead, and he came in and he was like, we were up all night. We went to bed about 11 o'clock and about 1.30 in the morning, we woke up to banging on the doors. And he said they had landed a helicopter in our back field. And they were going door to door searching, like strip searching the houses, thinking that they were kicking in windows, like hiding in homes. And he said, and then from that moment on, we were up all night because they were just walking up and down our street. And like he said, he was like, his name was Doug, actually. He was like, um, 
nobody is ever on our street minus the people who live there. Yeah. And he said it was like a hub of traffic, people, like constant, like National Guard people were walking up and down, the troopers. And then from my office at Taylor Rental, um, the Quality Inn is through that back parking lot. Mm-hmm. And it was always full of troopers because they were staying there because they were bussing them in. Oh, yeah. I remember going to Chipotle and they were eating there. Yeah, they like, were just guy, Like guys in. that you knew weren't local. Yeah. Like I was like, yep. these guys are like high level... Yep. like assassins and like you and just saw them like there yeah well you could just tell like they're all like they were all very physically fit they were all like you know like yeah. military-esque and i was like yeah who are these guys and they're all just eating chipotle and i'm like these guys aren't from around here yep and like the, and the other thing i remember very the scary the crazy part about it where i knew like kind of like you the news but i remember getting up in the morning because i had to be at work for eight so i'd walk watch the 7 a.m today show obviously mm-hmm. with savannah guthrie and matt lauer and I'd get up in the morning and the first, you know how they always start with the biggest story at seven? Yes. Yep. Every day during that, that was prison it. break, it was the prison break. And they were filming, Miguel Almaguer was standing in front of the chipped up building in Danamora across the street from the prison. And Well, the first time he did it, he was on the corner of Rand Hill and 374, right where Twin yeah, State is. so crazy. He stayed at the Hampton Inn in Plattsburgh. Oh, really? Yep. So he was staying there. Um, they were eating. At, the reporters were eating at Anthony's all the time. Like it was a whole intense thing, and that's that's kind of crazy. Wild. It was kind of cool though. Wild times. The true crime in me loved it. I th- I think that's the only time. You know what sucks too? When they found the first guy, they killed the first guy in the woods. I know. We were down Long Island Richard for a Matt. wedding. We were like, what the heck? We actually found out about it eating in a sports bar in Long Island before yeah, the wedding started. Yeah, he was started. like wasted and yeah. he had left him because he was so drunk and everything. Actually, when they were shooting the movie. Well. Go ahead. You go ahead. When they were shooting the movie, <laughs> when you already did all the scenes on Market Street. Yeah. I was down in the old building, the old down space. I remember coming out and all of a sudden like this parking lot was filled with production trucks. I didn't know they were filming. I just like yeah. opened up the door to go in my car. I'm like. What is going on? And it wasn't until I realized like they had these cameras and lights and stuff. I'm like, oh, they must be filming right yeah. here, which they were. Um, but all the stuff was going on down here. It's like all yep. probably the makeup and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. So I, you know where I live on the south side of Plattsburgh. I do. They I know used where you're going with this. Fox Hill as the scene in the Ben Stiller documentary where um, David Sweat hits, runs over the the cop, and then drags him underneath it. That's how why he's in prison. So they reenact that scene. So I live off of Sherman Street. You know Jacob Avery, right? Yeah. Yep. So the person who lived in his house before him, I can't remember his name, but he was very good friends with, he and his wife were very good friends with my aunt and my uncle. So when they were filming at Fox Hill, Ben Stiller was there. Um, we went to a porch party on what is now Jacob Avery's front porch. We got one of the crew members so intoxicated on martinis that he probably got in trouble. And we were watching them film live and we got to see the whole stunt double. So it was a blow up car that the guy would, so it would drive over the top of him and then the stunt double would grab onto these two wires. And then he had a big, it was almost like a plastic metal. This guy was the stunt double to, he was filming the scene where the cop got hit by David Sweat. That put him in prison to begin with. That's wild. So we watched how they filmed it. So it was like this inflatable car and it drove over the top of him. Not a legit car, obviously. And he would grab it from underneath and he had this big, long, like metal thing on his back. So then when the guy would put it in reverse, it would pull him across the the tarmac and it made the loudest, like, like it was his body to make you think like, oh my God, this 
this cop got completely messed up but seeing them do it with the stunt double and then um while they were filming one of our neighbors we have an interesting neighborhood was freaking out because they were shooting the guns off and everything because there were six gunshots their dog kept going crazy and then they were screaming at like the Ben Stiller crew like you are a nuisance to the neighborhood and I remember being like oh my god like how many times in our lifetime is Ben Stiller going to be filming on our front lawn and you people are crazy right now and he came up to the top of the hill at one point to like look down because they filmed it from so in that scene they show the cop driving down the street and all those houses are the Fox Hill on South Platte Street it's uh-huh. those houses. So Jacob Avery's house is in it. His porch is in it, everything. He didn't live there at the time, but we were all, the fun fact is, ducking down on the ground. They would they sent crew up to us to have us duck. They'd yell action. The car would start driving. And then as it got down the side of the hill of Fox Hill, we got to stand back up to watch them film. But you could see our heads. So they kept someone with us to make us duck. So we were live action actors there. What was it called? Escape at Danamora? Yep. And Patricia Arquette was Joyce Mitchell. She was there that night, like, overseeing some stuff. But then at one point, all of a sudden, Ben Stiller came to the top of the hill just to look down to see how the camera angles were hitting. And it was like everybody freaked out. And I remember being like, good God, this is the most Plattsburgh thing I've ever seen. He's trying to do his job in Plattsburgh. People are like, Ben, Ben Stiller, hey! Like, chaos. Um, Yeah, I, I never... Actually, I lied. I did see him once. I saw him in a Kinney's once. And I didn't oh, know what to do. He was buying a case of water. So I didn't know he was staying like down. He stayed downtown. He rented no, a house. Yeah. No. He, he stayed. Semi-close to downtown. Well, it wasn't downtown. Well, yeah. If you look yeah, right across. Yeah, he was right on the lake. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Right, I'll, I'll show it to you sometime. I, you, honestly, if it, it was in the I winter, you could see it from here. I know the house. Yes. But I won't say it here. But um, he, I was checking out at Kinney's one night. And all of a sudden I turned, you know, when you just kind of do like a basic turnaround because you're waiting because the person in front of you, it was him and one other person standing behind you. Yes. Buying a case of Kenny drugs water. Oh, so he was like you to me away. Oh yeah. And I turned, I looked at him and then I turned back around and then I had a moment where I was like, holy, holy crap. That's Ben Stiller. So then I turned again. He grinned at me because at that point he knew I was registering who he was. And I said, Hey, (laughs) and that's all I like. That's all I got out of it. He was like, how are you? Like completely casual, super like genuine, whatever. But then, you know what my mom did to him? My mom pulled up to him at an intersection in Plattsburgh. She was in her freaking convertible, I think. And he's side by side with her. And she goes, hey, it's Ben Stiller with my Aunt Jackie. And I like, she tells that story. And I'm always like, he was probably like, Plattsburgh is the worst. But he was always going to Bobby's Lounge. So I I drove, you know, when you come down by uh, where our house was in dress code? Yes. So he was coming down and he was hanging a left to come down towards us. Like to go yeah. take left, go over the bridge. I was going back, taking a right to, to leave. Yep. And he was in a silver SUV, black rims, pretty tinted windows. But you know when they're tinted, but you can still see the, yeah. pas- the, the driver and the passenger. So I'm driving and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty slick looking car. And I'm just coming up to the intersection. So I veer right. And as I'm veering right, he's in the car like head checking and looks to turn left. I'm like, it's Ben. Like, it's definitely yeah. Ben. Like, yeah. he's, he's got a... You, know, you can't part, miss him. You can't miss him. He's got Meet a very... Meet the fuckers. You can't miss yeah, him. Yeah, face, profile, everything. So it was kind of cool. So the closest I came was I took right and he yeah. was taking a left. We passed each other. But yeah, he's... Uh, no, I thought, I thought it was kind of cool. But I, you know... It was, was pretty cool. There was another time we were driving down Route 3 going to Saranac for some reason. And I see a tent and I see lights on the side of the road, like cop lights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, that's, that's, they have Taylor an accident. 
oh, was it? I'm like, there's an accident. I'm like, we got tents. I'm like, Jesus. Like, I'm yep. thinking someone, like, there's a corner there, like all this. So we go driving down, and I look to my right. It's kind of where those ball fields are, like the sports yep. fields before you get, um, but you're about a half mile to a mile from the school. On the right, I drove up, look over, and you have guys dressed up as like SWAT team guys, like basically walking around this barn. And underneath the tent was Ben and like a couple yeah. of people, and there was some cameras and stuff. So they were filming like an outdoor scene yeah. of like checking, you know, like one of those quick, like little B roll cuts and then like checking a building. Yep. Uh, but they were using that barn there, and I just drove by him. Like, I was going to an appointment, and I was like, oh, that's kind of middle of the day, just kind of checking. Yeah, just kinda... casual. They're filming a series. But right I wasn't there thinking, I'm like, oh, lights and a camera. I'm like, yeah, God, someone got an axe. I'm like, oh, no, they're just filming a movie, which is like, you don't see it here. I had tweeted at the time when the day the breakout, like the prison break happened, I had tweeted pictures of them searching a silo in the downtown Dannemora area. And they had a whole bunch of dogs. It was, they were all in army suits and the CNN news anchor. Um, no, she's MSNBC. Hallie Jackson. Okay. She tweeted back to me and asked if she could have permission to use my photo on the nightly news. And it was on the nightly news. Really? Yeah. So my mom has a picture of my picture on the nightly Did it say news. at Hewitt, Anna, because whatever. What, I think my Twitter handle was Anna E. Hewitt at the time, but it was because it was right to the side of my uncle's house that they were searching that silo. And we only got onto that, that strip cause they had it shut down because we were going to my uncle's house. So we got to go through and I was snapping pictures the whole drive because I had never seen anything like this. And this was like the morning of the breakout, like 9.30. And when she tweeted at me, I didn't really know who she was because at this point I wasn't really a news person. I was in college, you know what I mean? But I remember my mom being like, oh my God, they want your photo because I had it from the side. And it was like a whole panoramic shot of them just lining the streets so and funny. like a team of 25 of them going into the silo with dogs. So it was pretty cool. Um, now I want to watch that too. Oh. House of Cards and then that. Isn't and Woodstock. Wi- isn't it wild? Like, I'm showing photos of them filming in Plattsburgh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty cool, though. That's so funny. He's, like, getting pictures of people at the gym. The Perg's most temporary resident. What a world. What a time. What a time to be alive. No, seriously. But it's funny when you look at, like, how many people are on the streets. That's yeah. pretty cool, though. Like where they're filming, but um, all right, Anna, I want to wrap this up. What an iconic 200th episode. Um, iconic 200 episode. Um, what was your first episode? Me and Steph Damaris. Wasn't it 22? The show. But wasn't it episode 22? Did she yeah. do like 22, 24, and 66 and we like didn't know that was a thing until we no, realized? No, we were 22, 44 and like 66, but Illuminati. I know. It was freaky. Um, shout out Steph, but no, it was good. Uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. Episode 200. Always a blast. Um, I don't know. Keep, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to hit 300 and then just see where we go. So, um, Anna, reach out to her if you need anything money wise, conspiracy theory wise. (laughs) Yep. True um, crime wise. True crime wise. Prosecco wise. Real housewives. Speaking of which, you need to repot that plant. It's been bothering me the whole time I'm sitting here. Yeah. Is that why it's starting to die out right here? It's rotted. Is the whole thing dead or no? No, it's not dead. You just need a bigger pot. Okay. So if we get a bigger pot, this thing will flourish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the one in my house? Insane how big that one's gotten. Yeah. Th- it needs a bigger pot. It's telling you right now. What about now. that one behind you? That needs a bigger pot too. Really? Actually, it's doing well. That's not as bad as that one. But that this, one, this the one reason that one is dying is because it's root bound. Gotcha. I can tell by the way the leaves are. Yeah. This, Pull that out. Pull that right off. 
Yep. So these are the, the ones that have... Yeah, those pull them off because okay. all the energy of the plant is going to the dead leaves. For what reason? Just to try to save because them? Because it's trying to save them. It's like mother nature. Yeah, there you go. So anything that has a little bit of discoloration... Haven't you seen the TikTok when it says I feel like, like this one's still okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Until it's brown, cut it. But see all those babies you have on the side? Yeah. They're just stuck. They okay. need space. You're welcome. I feel like I almost should bring that home and repot it. You should. You have a big pot at home because you killed all your other ones. Well, uh, <sighs> all right. Well, I'm going to get Yama on not, my way home. We're not going to talk this about that. This has been great. Okay. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. Me. Episode 200. I know this is, uh, I typically, I think my hundred episode, I had four people on, which I just honestly didn't plan this well enough to have four, but you know, you, I think you have the energy of four. Yep. I do. So it's good. Okay. Episode 200, Anna Hewitt channel. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.